Hi everybody, welcome back to the Imagination Station. It's now time for another movie rewind. I'm your host Eddie Soto, and I'm here like always with Victor Ochoa. Hello. And today we have a special guest with us today. His name is Robert Gonzalez. Hello. How's it going, Robert? Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me, you guys. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Super duper. Just want to remind everybody that we have our Facebook page. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, go ahead and leave us some comments. We can talk about what movies we're talking about today or from the other episodes. Um, we also do have the uh, Instagram for the youngins. And we Victor set up a Twitter page for us. Yep, yep. How's that going, Vic? It's going pretty good, man. We're up at, I think, uh, 343 followers. Ours? Organically, by the way. I like, mm, I'm very I, proud of that. Organically. I always like organic followers. Yeah. Is that different than... I'm, yeah, I'm, it means I'm not bothering them they're bothering us well not bothering oh. they're they're requesting us can you stop bothering us with your <laughs> jesus you serious i know we lost 20 now i hate when the <laughs> fans bother me too yeah <laughs> gosh those fans bothering we, us yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest but i think half of them are organically the other ones i i did make an effort so yeah but it's it's good well that's how it works you know oh and we're at a thousand and something i mean i lost count as far as us following but that's not organic that's me <laughs> That's hey. me being desperate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to let them know how we're out there. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. one way. All right, Vic. Well, thanks for that, man. Keep working on that. See how that goes. All right. Super duper. And today, uh, like I said, we mentioned that today our guest, Robert, uh, he came in and we're going to be talking today. It's going to be a different, little, a little bit different than usually because today we're going to be talking about a, a Mexican movie. Yes. Yeah. A real one. Uh, yeah. A real deal Mexican movies. Uh, so like made in Mexico, shot in Mexico, Mexican yeah. actors, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll be talking about that in a little bit, but I'll give you a hint. the name is um Maria Calendaria, right? Candelaria. 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 Yeah, I said it. I said it wrong a couple of times. I kept saying calend Calendaria like calendar. Yeah. yeah. And my kids said, "What is that about?" And I'm like, "It's about the lady who invented calendars." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I love American Mexican kids. <laughs> They're the I best. Had, but I, I, I hadn't seen it yet. I was about to put it on. And then I'm like, you know what? And nowhere in the movie did she make calendars. Yeah, I saw the movie and I... I know. <laughs> so you also thought it no, was... No, no. I just... <laughs> wow. Not like one calendar. Not even one. Not a, not a single day. <laughs> so, <laughs> stay away. All right. So before we get to the movie and before we get to our other segments, I, I just wanted to kind of... Since we're talking on uh, Mexican cinema... I wanted to ask you what was your uh, you too, Victor. Okay. What was uh, let's say your top five um, movies by not necessarily made in Mexico, but maybe directors. Um, so just Mexican. Mexican attached. Yeah. Right. From Robert Rodriguez to Guillermo del Toro to I don't know. What's the guy that did Amores Perros? Because I think I already gave it away. Alejandro González Iñárritu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. But is he Mexican? I thought he was Spaniard. He's Mexican. No. Mexican fool. He films a lot of his stuff in in okay. in Europe. Maybe I that's think. why I got a little confused. Yeah, you're right. That's the director. I always confuse him. No, no. <laughs> so sorry. He's no, talking no. his computer. No, because I always get him confused with uh um with uh the guy from um his buddy. Hold on. Alfonso Cuarón. 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 Uilo Cuarón. Cuarón. Alfonso Cuarón. Cuarón. There you and go. There's, there's another one, isn't there? The one that directed like one of the installments of the Harry Potter. That's him. Oh, that's him. That's he him. Oh my god. Okay, oh, that's shit. what I was thinking about. I just didn't know it was Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, he okay. did that one or Alejandro. One of those two did. I think it was. I always confuse their older work. I always confuse them, but because I know that they're two different people. I know they're two different directors, but I know, but I always kind of like confuse them with Amores Perros y tu mamá también. Right. Especially because these are the same actors mm -hmm. in that movie, in those two movies. Right. So I always confuse them, but I I know they're two different. I know if I look at their face, I know which one's which. Well, and, and, and now, um, Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna have their own company, right? Uh, production company that oh, produces wow. out of Mexico as well. Oh, I thought he only owned a studio, but that makes sense. Make, they make movies in their studios. 
Yeah, they did that movie together, that, that Rudy Cursi one. Did you ever see it? Uh, very little, um, because it was very Rudo y Cursi, and I was just <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> there you go, Eddie. I, I got the gist of it. Yeah. Was that their production company? or did, I, don't, I don't think mm-hmm. it was. It could have been, but I think their production company started a little bit later. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe like in... Uh, Gael Garcia was doing a movie called Bad Education, and um, the movie he did about uh, Motorcycle Diaries, mm-hmm. about Che Guevara. Yeah. And so while he was touring for that here in the U.S., um, he was starting that that production company with Diego Luna in Mexico. It was Alfonso Cuarón. I'm just looking here. I'm yeah, Alfonso Cuarón who directed that Harry Potter. Oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the way, that's one, not because he's Mexican, but that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, that's a time travel I, me one. Me too. That's yeah. a time travel that's one. That's my favorite, and it's also my favorite book. So I think he did such a great job at okay at doing that. Sorry, I'm a Harry Potter. I'm a Potter. Potterhead. What You're, a pothead. Potter. You're a Potter. You're a Harry Potterhead. Harry Potterhead. Potter Potterhead? Uh, we'll, we'll smoke on it. We'll smoke on that. We, we talked about we'll that. We'll do something with that. We talked a little bit about <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, I like that movie. And then I like the last one of the last series. Uh, the last, last, last one. The Deathly Hollow one? Yeah, but the second part. And he was involved in that? No. Be, no, but I liked it. I liked the second part, too, because it was the last one of the motherfucking Harry Potter series. It was such a long series. It took forever. Right. Right. Not only that, something happened in that one. You know, like, there was fighting and, and fucking zappings and, <laughs> yeah. you know... And, like, the other ones seem very, like, I don't understand half the shit they talk about. <laughs> yeah, but I mean? wasn't he, like, 40 and he still he was over there still learning magic? By then he should have learned it already. Wasn't he, like, 45 and shit already? <laughs> I don't know. Harold, Harold Potter. You know that, Harry? <laughs> he was a grandpa. He was, he was yeah. teaching now. It was his grandchild who... Hermione se casó con el redhead guy, whatever. I think they were already divorced. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They had two kids. But, but, like, we were saying... That was the fourth one or the third one, right? One of that one that we just talked about right now. Yes, that time travel one is the one that I like. Uh, it was just and like, he directed that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I like yeah, that one. But just to tell you that I didn't even know who had directed it. I just right. I, I just remember seeing them. No wonder I, I saw go, Fanta in the background, like he was he was throwing some Fanta? Spanish shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Fanta bottle. The soundtrack was very <laughs> cultural. Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> wow! <Cultural>. Wow! <laughs> you guys go from an intellectual conversation. To let it, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to CGI Victor's voice out. And that's getting cut. <laughs> CGI. No, it's not. <laughs> Victor has the keys to the... Uh, to the editing to the room. Edit, to the editing room. <laughs> All right. Okay. Slash supplies room. <laughs> this is Victor in a closet. He actually lives here, so <laughs> we didn't know that. Hey, we, we're in a budget. He pretends to have a family and a house and a job. But, oh uh, he man, breaks in, he breaks hey, in here every night. You're not the only one that acts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you're right. We haven't even talked about that. You should talk about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Robert, you're an actor, that's and right. uh, you you do stuff from um, for for different companies and whatnot, or is it stage or just? I know you've done movies. Yes, but, but so, you do like stage and stuff, or yeah. So I started um, in a a theater company when I was a when I was a child. Yeah. Um, around the time I was eight, seven or eight, I started. Um, with a theater company back in my home county, uh, the Imperial Valley County. And, um, and so I did that for 10 years. So for 10 years I was doing, you know, what you, what you would say is semi-professional theater. Uh-huh. And so I um, did it for 10 years. And then by the time I was 18, that's when I was, uh, you know, like, like everybody else ready to, to go to Hollywood and try my luck in, yeah. in Hollywood with the rest of the, the fishes here swimming in the pond. Right. And um, I quickly realized that, in Hollywood, I am not the star. Right. And so, you know, you have to kind of sort of start and, and figure out your way. And then being here, I went to school, uh, went to CalArts, um, went to the California, uh, California State Summer School for the Arts, 
which is in CalArts. Uh, great, great summer school. Very, very competitive, very intense. Yeah. And then um, after that, I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy um, for about two years. And then right after that, I filmed my first uh, feature here in Hollywood. And it was like my first professional nice. uh, feature. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty great uh, start to, to my Hollywood adventure. Okay. And so how long have you been at it now? So now I'm 34 now. So okay. I moved to Hollywood when I was 18. Okay. So it's been almost 20 years that I've been out here in Hollywood and I've done everything from acting to casting to uh, associate producing to writing. Um, so I've had the luck to, you know, meet various people along the way who have taught me, you know, several hats in the within the industry, um, within the film industry and uh, TV and theater and all that fun stuff. So it's been a great, great fucking journey so far. But your favorite, your favorite part is still the acting part? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I always yeah. said when I was a kid, I always said uh, if, if acting was a girl, I would marry her because oh, I was nice. always in love with acting. Nice. Um, yeah, it was, it's such a, it was something I carried with me my entire life. And then as I started to realize, you know, um, the industry is amazing and I just love the industry, I was like, wow, am I cheating on, you know, acting with, <laughs> Right. You know, the entertainment industry. I love your metaphors. So it was kind of like that weird uh, relationship I was having with the industry and my passion, which is which is acting yeah. um, and all that. Cool. Where, where can we find you? So I'm actually um, all over except Twitter. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Instagram is, um, I'm going to spell it for you guys because it's, it's my name, but it's it's in letters. So it's R-O for Robert, mm -hmm. R-A for Raphael. That's my middle name. G-O for Gonzalez. So R-O-R-A-G-O. Zero three. Really? That's my uh, that's my Instagram nice. handle, and then you can find me on Facebook. Uh, there is a fan page out there for everybody to to like. Uh, it's Robert Gonzalez, uh, and if you want to know a little bit more about me, there's uh, you can find me on IMDb as well, um, and all that fun stuff. Well, we'll put all that information on the on the description for this episode, right? So that if people check that out. Nice. I was going to ask you. So I know times are a, bit, a little bit different from when the movie that we're going to talk about earlier to now. Uh, even ten years ago, twenty years ago, do you find it that as you as a as a Mexican American actor, are you finding it that it's the doors are more are opening more for you as far as uh, getting uh, parts and stuff like that? You know, it's funny. I mean, everybody uh, goes through their own journey, and I think that um, my journey hasn't been what the stereotypical journey I would say is mm -hmm. with a Latino or a Mexican American. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of, you know, uh, people say, Oh, you know, you know, and, and you're not going to do well in the U S you're not going to, um, be successful in the U S if you're Mexican, you're not going to this, it's a lot of negative talk. And uh, I think that, I mean, you know, there's a reason why we have our Salma Hayek's and there's a reason why we have our Antonio Banderas and there's right. a reason why we have, and we had, you know, the Cantinflas who actually did, films here in Hollywood. Right. Um, Dolores del Rio, who is in this movie that we're about to talk about, Maria Candelaria. Um, right. She's also straight from Mexico, came to the U.S. She was one of the first crossovers of Latin America here in Hollywood. So I think everybody's journey is different. Um, I think it's the work you put into it, mm -hmm. you know, whether you are from here, from, you know, China, from whatever country you're from. I think it's the work you put into it. It is a lot to do with who you know as well and people you know, it's one of the things that people say, too, is like, you know, it's who you know, it's who you know. And yeah, it's, it's who you know. It's being at the right place. Um, it's it's all that. But also more than anything, it's how ready you are, because once all of that comes together for you, once it's who you know, and once you're at the right place and you get the, the doors open for you, 
are you ready to step yeah, in? Are you ready to deliver? Because if you're not, guess what? You know, yeah. it's just not going to happen for you. Well, yeah. you know, you know, Robert, um, it's really nice to hear you say that because unfortunately you, you hear so much of people um, complaining about when they don't make it and it's somebody else's fault. There's something holding them back. There's right. a man, Excuses. some shadow Excuses. holding them back that's not letting them fulfill mm-hmm. their dream. That's and there's, like you said, there's clear examples of people who did succeed. Absolutely. Right. So I'm, I'm, so it's very nice and refreshing to hear you say that that it depends on you more than anything, than anything else. Right. right. Now, I got to say this, too, because, you know, along with that, you know, there, there, there has been negative parts in, throughout my journey. But, you know, I can't focus on those. But I can say that, you know, throughout this journey, I, I have had people in Mexico ask me, well, you know, Robert, do you know English? And I'll say yes. And then they'll say, well, why don't you go to America and do you film over there? And then here in America, people would ask, you know, well, Robert, don't you know Spanish? And I, I said, yes. Oh, it's a never People ending. would go, well, why don't you go to Mexico and, you know, try the novellas, try this, try that. And so you kind of get that runaround. Uh, so I get how every journey also has its, you know, its right. negative. Uh, but you can't focus on that. You know, I, at least, you know, I don't focus on that. So that's what happened. No, that's a really good attitude. I really like that. You know, that yeah. Yeah, everybody has bumps on the roads, but they're not going to, like, let them that. Because it's very easy to shut down. And Absolutely, a lot yeah. of people do that. Yeah. And, and, I mean, honestly, nobody really is from Hollywood. You know, you come here from very far, and to go back uh, home is a long journey too. So it's like, do you want to come here and succeed? You know, then succeed. Yeah, and yeah. In, and in, in not just in Mexican actors, I had seen this one thing about uh, actors like, for example, we were just talking about Harry Potter. What's his name? The, the the actor who just passed away a couple of years ago. He was the guy with the black hair in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, what's his name? He was a wizard, the, the bad guy throughout. Alan Rickman. Oh yeah, I think he got his first start or something at 50 something. I think it was with Die Hard or something. So I mean, I guess he never gave up or he started late or whatever. There's a lot of like uh, Well, Morgan Freeman similar too. Yeah, there's, there's a, too. Yeah, there's a lot of actors who start late or or maybe start early but they end up getting their success later in life, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Samuel Jackson was another one, I believe right. that. I mean, I think what you have to remember is that I mean, I would like to think that at least for art, uh, any art there is no age. You right, know? right. You can be any age and paint. You can be any age and write. I mean, unless you don't know how to write. But even when you don't know how to write, you ha- you find ways to start writing. Somebody will write that for you. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Even, you know, for actors, you can be any age and act. So mm-hmm. that's what I like to. Well, that's very cool, man. Uh, and real quick, I'm sorry. Thank you for, uh, he also did a music video for me. You did the. Yes. It was it was quite awesome. Thank you for my uh, song, Para Que Seas Feliz. I mentioned it a couple of episodes back. I was pretty much asking my cousin if I can play my song. And uh, you actually came out of my video. And I want to say, thank no, you. Thank, thank you, you for Robert. thinking of me. It's a, a pleasure to work with, uh, you know, family. Consider you guys family. So it's a pleasure to work with family. Yeah. And I, and I was just going to ask him, though, because it's, you know, we've done stuff before as far as like, you know, like short films or videos or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, your level of professionalism, dude, was so weird for me because I work with <laughs> I work right. with friends and, you know, kids yeah. and whatnot. But well, the, we had we had an aspiring girl that wanted to be one, right. wanted to be an actress. Right. No, and yes, yes, you, yes, you're right. Mm. But for the ma- majority of the people we worked with, are people like you know aspiring or yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah why not? <laughs> All right, what do I do? And um, the the way that you were able to turn it on and off within you know takes, right? And that's just a music video. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty. I mean, and it was no a music video is not easy. As no, far I know, as, but it was pretty impressive that he's like you said. I, I can't fake singing. <laughs> Like, uh, you put some emotion on it, man. I don't, I don't mean fake like you can't sing. I mean, like, you know, put that, bring it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, know? I tried in the mirror in the bathroom, but yeah. no luck. You know what I mean? So, no, so I, that, that talks a lot about how you 
you you come to work, you know, <laughs> like because we were joking throughout. We were we were laughing. It was a fun time. Yeah, and as soon as the camera went on, boom. I was I was sad when we had a yeah. lead. I was like, really? Can we just stay here and sleep? Yeah, <laughs> it was funny because from the first dude, take, yeah, it was great for that music video. <laughs> from the first take, you were like, dude, this guy didn't even rehearse. He's already like, he was so focused, you know. Right. In our experience, we we didn't see that a lot, so it was it was cool to see that. Honestly, and a lot has to do with you know, aside from you know trying to be professional and all that uh it has to do with the fact that it's it it's a great song i do i've told you this before oh, thank uh, Victor. you i love the lyrics and that's really what also motivated motivated me into um doing this project with you guys and collaborating is that i really felt the lyrics they really, they really spoke to me and i think yeah. that you know when you find something within the work that inspires you and moves you you know it's going to be 10 times better yeah okay. yeah it definitely is a good song Vic. thank you for sure it is but all right guys let's go ahead and uh move on to the list Oh yeah, the list. Uh, the list. Uh, <laughs> run them down real quick. Um, if you have it on top of your head, or you could just do you need a second. Top uh, five. Yeah, I have. I have a few actually. I mean, mine's like not even a top five. I have tons, tons of uh, movies by or are from Mexican Americans mm -hmm. or Latinos in general. Um, but you know, we'll go with you guys first. <laughs> go ahead, Eddie. Okay. Uh, this was your idea, Eddie. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I like uh, Amores Perros. It's one of my favorites. Oh man. Well, I mean, you can like it too. You can like it too. You guys are going to um, say the same. The same <laughs> list. We have the same list. We saw the same movies. With hearts over There's it. this one movie. I can't remember the name. Por la, por la something. It was about these guys with a grand... One of them, his grandfather died. And he had him in a... In a what do you call him? Urn. And he had to take him to some beach or something to drop to... I don't know if you've ever seen it. Por la Valle. Por la... I can't remember what it's called. Do you know the actors? No. Yeah. I don't oh, even know if it's wow. Mexican. Is it black and white? No, no. It's, it's, no, it's, it's like 90s, 2000s. It might as well not exist, Eddie, because... <laughs> You're not, you're not giving us any. Yeah, anyway, it was a good movie. <laughs> He's all just making shit up. I think he made it up. He's like, oh, it's about that grandfather I who dies for his, um, you know, for his love. I think he's of, pitching us a script. Yeah, and, yeah. He's like, and he sings throughout the whole movie. If anyone's hearing out there. He describes Coco. <laughs> he's like, and then they go to this magical land of dead yeah, people. Yeah. All right, just tell him you have a GoFund. GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> tell him just have that one. Yeah, Kickstarter. Just pitch it, dude. Kickstarter. Um, I like the, um, <laughs> I like the Babel. Oh, that's a good. Uh, oh, that's a good I movie. I enjoy Babel a lot. Love the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Um, mm. Wow, Victor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many. I like I like Cantifla's well, movies. El Barrendero. I like that movie. Oh, okay. I like Milusos. I don't know if you. Oh, that's like, like that's. Um, yeah, that's eighties. Right when he's yeah. he's older. Okay. Well, Amores Perros. You took that one. You took the heat from that for me. Oh, Amores sorry. Perros. Um, that's still done because Robert Rodriguez did it. Oh, and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. That one. Desperado. Oh, all of a sudden this guy knows. Yeah. Now. Yeah, all of a sudden, I know. And my other favorite one, which for the longest time, actually, when I got all hype, the, all the hype, I wasn't too crazy about it. But once, once I watched it, it was pretty good. Uh, El Mariachi from yeah. Robert Rodriguez. That's, that's a one, good one. That's a good one for. Yeah. And they and then they start pushing that. He did it for what seven thousand dollars or something like that. I'm all, I could tell, but it's still good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it did yeah. have the low budget feel to it. It didn't matter because right. the the movie was good. Well, I mean, it's it's almost like part of that genre. It's like it's got that low budget, you know, feel right. to it. Low budget yeah. look. Yeah, um, the whole budget actors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean well, honestly, yeah. it's 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 really part of that, and, and more than anything, I think it's like one of those uh, you know scenarios where you have uh, you know a writer, director, producer who's has a passion project out there. Right. You know, yeah. this is probably something that they worked really hard on, and and whether it's low budget or not, it's like it's still worth a million bucks. You know, it's so yeah. great. It's so great. I love it. Yeah, one of the movies I watched when I was a kid, at least uh, I probably watch it once a year now. <laughs> was la, la Banda del Carro Rojo. Oh, shit. Con los Tigres. Is that yeah. the one with those Tigres, yeah. the soundtrack? Look yeah. at you. Well, you know what? That movie is not that great. 
It is not. <laughs> but I wish they would remake it. Like one of these Guillermo del Toro kind of directors mm-hmm. or Robert Rodriguez, I think would be a perfect guy to, re- to remake. Well, it's, a drug, it's a drug lord violent action movie, right? Technically. It, technically. It, well, <laughs> it's more of a guy who's kind of, they need money. So they do a, they do a job. They're oh, not then nece- they're, not necessar- they're not necessarily like. I'm thinking of Lola La Trailera, man. That's like some other shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're not necessarily S- similar, int- but they're they're not necessarily. But they need to get money, so they do a they do a they try to cross a car over the border. Right? Yeah. That's basically. So what that's it like is. what the movie's about, about the entire journey. Right? Yeah, that. But it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't hold well for sure. <laughs> well, Mario Mala in those days, you know. I think I only mentioned talk four. About low budget. I know. Yeah. I think I only mentioned four. My other one that I just reminded me, and I. I Thank God I remember, because I would have hated myself. Pedro Navaja. I love that fucking oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. When the Andres yeah. Garcia. Oh, Andres was so good. Maribel Guardia yeah. when she was young. And Sky, she, yeah. Yeah. she's still there's young. A, what are you talking about? There's a nude scene on that. I love it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Maribel Guardia. Great acting. That's what I meant. Young Victor. Yeah. <laughs> and old Victor. <laughs> <laughs> young and old Maribel Guardia. Uh, all the big chicks from the in the in the in that era yeah Sasha Montenegro's in it yeah it was, it was, a, it was a good movie and it, it is a good movie uh, Resortes is the homeless guy that gets a I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it I don't care at the end remember he he got he killed one of the other pimps so then the lady goes hey so he can get out better know I can get out of jail you pretend you killed him you remember when Resortes was like oh you're gonna have a bed and you're gonna fucking eat so right. he's like, fuck it, I'm going so to jail. Funny. Honestly, like, as you were saying, as both of these movies with Los Tigres and yeah. this yeah. one, like, I'm getting flashbacks of my childhood, like, yeah. being up, you know, on Saturday or Sunday mornings with my dad and my mom, like, right. as my mom's, you know, you'd smell the frijoles, you smell yeah. everything, and then you, <laughs> you're sitting on the couch watching these movies, like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> dirty fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see El Escuadrón de la Muerte? Oh, I, I saw that. That was like a... That was like an all-star. It was one of like kind of like... Was that Sergio Goyri and shit like that? Think about like those... Uh, uh, What do you call these guys now? With, like, it's like um, Tony Montana's status. You know, okay. You've seen these movies with like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. You know, these kind right. of... Right. Like, I know where you're going with it. So they have this group of like, you know, the, the, the A-list or... With, the, with uh, the helicopters. Yeah. No, the Mexican expandable. Just think of it that yeah. way. Yeah. <clears throat> so you got uh, you got Valentin. Valentin Trujillo, mm. Sergio, Sergio Goyri, Mario Almada, um, El Judicial, what was his name? Miguel Ángel Rodríguez. <laughs> Miguel Ángel Rodríguez. <laughs> he was also Mario Almada. Um, he got all these, yeah. el, el, that guy, El Coyote, sabe que? He comes <laughs> on an English movie too. And uh, like, they're like, and then the way they did it, like, they would introduce the character and then they would show their file. <laughs> you know, and they're like, yeah. he was a specialist in the bombs, you know. Like a G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah, the other guy was a special, you know, special forces, this. Even the Lotes on the weekend. So this... <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's like setting up the squad, you know, like the squad because uh, they, they Mother and Mother's family had get, had got killed and they the left them, the best. They left them for dead. So yeah. they're like, I'm getting the best of the best, like you said. Yeah. And um, they go do, and you know, they go fuck some shit up, you know. Yeah. And, Blow uh, some shit up. And you know, you know the bad guys, you, you use the same bad guy over and over, you know, <laughs> right with the patch. <laughs> they don't like, yeah. You don't even know if they hit him, but he keeps falling, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's one of the most entertaining movies, dude, because. Yeah. The bad acting makes it so good. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and it's crazy because you're talking about movies that are like that were in the 80s and 90s. And well, stuff. it's mainly in the 80s, yeah. And yeah. they were so terrible. Yeah. Well, that's so why terrible. when Amores Perro came out, it was in 92, 93, or am, am I even close? To me, I feel like Mexico cinema made a fucking 360 Made degrees. a U-turn. Absolutely. Big but time. The thing is, is like what we don't realize is that you know, even before then, when Mexican cinema was considered great, like in the you know the La época era, de oro. Yeah, yeah, it's like there it was great movie making. Yeah, 
But then for some reason, they, we got to the 80s and it was like the worst movie making. For what it was, it was still great stories, great actors out there. It was right. great stuff happening, like magic, as they say. But it was just the production value wasn't the greatest. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I know. The I, movies. I can answer that, by, by the way. Um, what happened was they kind of lowered down their quality for quantity because a lot of the people were going to movies. So it was like, let, let's push. <laughs> let's push a movie every month almost every month literally right. in mexico here they're taking still six what is a six month production i don't know I'm, I'm not an actor but i'm assuming it's not a month right. <laughs> production these guys were pushing out movies in a month so you and see mario and Marlon, that's like, what's great about it it's that right. that's the professionalism and the the great stuff that was happening there was a whole <laughs> exploitation a lot of era for mexico you have these movies where you you have some decent acting because mario and Marlon, say what you will he was a decent actor Right. Like, I believed him. Totally. And a bunch of shitty productions. That's the, why. I'm... And a lot of main actors around him were. But where it came down to where you notice the, the production value is when you, the extra people, that they weren't <laughs> on it, they, but they had speaking parts. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. there were stunt doubles. And they're delivering their lines like they're waiting to deliver their line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He knows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. And that's where you saw the, you know, like, okay, vamos. Okay. And, then he's like, he's, he's, and he's looking around for the for someone to cue him. <laughs> the cue card. <laughs> like you almost seen like someone saying, Get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Get in the fucking car. Go, go, go. Did you forget? Yeah. You gotta get in the car. Yeah, the the, the the stories for sure they were similar or something. You took my wife, you killed my wife. But speaking of that era, <laughs> but you also had decent movies like um There was, there was. Like uh El Silver, I think it was called El Silvergüenza. Can't even fucking say Silvergüenza. With Vicente Fernandez? Oh, any Vicente Fernandez. Those movies were were pretty decent. Like yeah, those totally. were. Well, for he, the most part, he pulled those albañiles, dude, and I was like, "What well, happened, Vicente?" Like, I guess I'm talking about the more serious ones, like okay. because um, that one, that one side, it was a pretty legit kind of like, okay. story. You know? I honestly remember some of these movies by the songs he would sing. So like right. the song that Cruz de Olvido, that yeah. movie that he did. Oh Cruz yeah, yeah. Olvido, or like La Penca, I am La Penca. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I know the songs, right? <laughs> I'm that's how think you of know the movies. The, that's how you know the movie. And the same thing um, for uh, other older actors, you know, like when you go talking about like the like the silver screen age, you know, where you're talking about like um, the golden era. Well, oh. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, well, Pedro Infante was Pedro Infante, Javier Solis, and all that stuff. Jorge Negrete. Yeah, when you see those movies, and yeah. I look at those movies and I go, like we were talking about, right? Those movies are so good. Yeah, they're written so well. They're entertaining. The I acting is so good. What yeah. about the movie where he or Vicente comes out with uh, a young Alejandro Fernandez, his son? I think that's Albañiles, though. They do like their big duet. Is it? Oh, um, no, that's when he got old. You're right, right. No, but he did. He, his son premiered one of those Albañiles movies. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it was weird. <laughs> like, his son's in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's Not a, that he was doing a fucked up scene at that moment, but he's right. in that movie. And it's like, wow, Alejandro. He was a kid, dude. Literally, he was like, he got to be like six, seven years old. Yeah. Mi querido viejo was the one with Alejandro Fernandez. Yeah, that was a good one. Because it was also a song. Yeah, right, yeah. right. There you go. Well, I mean, you can say the same thing about the Tigres del Norte. Every right? movie was La Jala de Oro. Yeah. That was a fucking song. Oh, the Carro Rojo, that's a song. Well, also, and, and this is something that dates back Elvis Presley. Same thing. All his movies had a song name, like, you know. Right, 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 right. Uh, Viva Las Vegas. Kissing Cousins, Viva Las Vegas. Do you remember Hector Suarez? Do yeah. I remember? And his, and his son. He Hector lives Suarez. He lives next door, fool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the actor. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. He's well, such a great comedian. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, those movies that he made, um, uh, El Milusos, dude, those movies were so funny, but so damn sad, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were sad as shit because he was like, he's a, he was a guy who, you know, he was poor as shit. He was trying to survive. Right. The first one he was trying to survive, he was an in, like, for like indigenous. Uh-huh. He came from like an indigenous kind of setting and he was trying to make it in Mexico. Right. Right. And then at the end, he goes back because he just didn't make it. 
And then I think in the second part, he tries his luck in the United States. And I guess that didn't work out either. You know what I mean? Yeah. From the, from from that era. They have a lot of movies like, um, from when I was a kid, I remember there was like three types. There was the action movie. We could involve from drugs to just regular action to just to cop dramas to whatever. And then they had the, the Picardia ones, which you had your, your filing clan, your... Picardia Mexicana. Yep. Everything had a sexual innuendo. There was not yeah. one fucking thing they wouldn't say, dude. Yeah. Yep. You know, me la tiene compra tacos. Ah, why the fuck are they laughing? <laughs> he ordered tacos. <laughs> so they got the exploitation kind of, you know, with the hot chicks, with the with the very ugly dudes. Yeah. And then... Hey, shut up. Mario Almada was a James Bond in Mexico, dude. He was like <laughs> no, no. 90 years old and getting bitches, dude. Come on. Who wasn't proud of him, <laughs> well, dude? That was a different... I'm talking about the Picardia ones. I don't think he came out in those, did he? No, he didn't, no. but he might as well. Yeah. And then you had the the ones that were okay for kids to watch with their family films, like uh, like El Chamfle. I don't know if you watch El Chamfle. Oh, Chespirito. El Chamfle, yeah. Chespirito. Yeah, India Maria movies. By the way, oh, do yeah. you guys know why they call Chespirito Chespirito? No. Yeah. So back in the day, uh, when Chespirito was just like a screenwriter, he was just a writer. Not mm-hmm. just, right. I, I don't want to just dismiss. I know, him. I know, discredited. But he was just just a writer yeah. uh, back in the day. And so there was somebody, there was uh, an actor who would say, "Oh, you're just like eres igual que Shakespeare. You know, you're just like Shakespeare." And so, oh, that's right. They oh, would yeah, call yeah. him Shakespeare, and then eventually it, you know, morphed into Shakespeare to Chespirito. Right. Oh, that makes sense. So it, was, it, it all went to Chespirito. Look at that. I fucking learned something new all this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I remember that because I was writing. Yeah, they would call him. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about. Oh, you write? <laughs> uh, he was talking about, they were calling him a little Shakespeare. Yeah, a little Shakespeare. Yeah. A little Shakespeare. Because right. um, I know he wrote, I know he was a writer too. I know about that. He wrote for Capulina. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, show. that's around the time that he then became the Chespirito we know now. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he started up in advertising, right? Commercials and whatnot, like right. writing for Jingles. ads and stuff like that. Right. And then they picked him up. Capulina, that's another one, dude, that they had a bunch of movies back yeah. in the and day. And what was his sidekick name? But, mm. oh, I don't remember. Uh, was it a It's like a food. <laughs> Be, I'm, I'm making it up I'm now. Think, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to. Well, I remember Cap- another. Capulina. Virute Capulina. Capirutada. Viruta. Viruta. Virute Capulina era. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. But you get what I'm saying. Eddie, what's wrong with you? I know. You're making this look bad. Turn it off. <laughs> and you know what I noticed a lot about these, about these kind of actors? These kind of actors from these t- all different types of movies. From your typical action, you know, tough guy, drug movies, whatever you want to call them, to... um. These comedies, uh, the exploitation kind of movies, to these family-friendly movies, they all ended up in novelas. Right. And oh well, that's <laughs> where they went backwards. In, in, that's in, where in the it was 2000s, going. in the like the late to, early 2000s and like late 90s, they all ended up in they got in novelas. Yeah. And you yeah, know, <laughs> I'm just glad they had work after. Yeah. Fuck. But you know what though? You know what I realized? They're really good actors. No, they're they're great. Yeah, and that's w- the thing about novelas is that the camera is like right in front of your face, so it's like if you're a shitty actor, the people yeah. don't know. Because Rafael Inclán. Which one of, was one of these like guys who you know who in these little sexploitation movies that Picardia, right? Picardia Mexicana? Yeah, he actually came out in novelas and he was really good in them. He's great. Right. I think he's such a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, Sergio Goyri. Sergio Goyri, who also tours and does a lot of theater. Right. Really. And he also yeah. did. Really, he was also really good in in uh, Niña Mala Mía. I love that novela. Wow. <laughs> did I say that out loud? <laughs> I mean, uh, there it goes. <laughs> production value. But they, they all they all became production value was great. They all became really credible actors, you know. Not that they weren't in their movies, but they you could it was easy to blow them off like uh, these guys, you know. Totally. These guys, I don't even know if they're B movies, C movies. <laughs> they were something. We forgot Valentin Trujillo, dude. Valentin Trujillo. You know, oh, bad, he's got some really good movies out there. Yeah. Too. You know, but sad like the last novelas he did with Victoria Rufo. Mm. He heard, he had a certain 
enfermedad he was sick or something he had shakes and shit i don't even know i don't know if he was like the same as michael j fox dude what oh, is that fucking um, called um valentino trujillo he was sick he, he started shaking and shit um, that you can actually see it on the screen he had he, oh, had, a, he had a retire what michael j fox has i don't know if it's that but it, he would shake he would fucking shake dude and one of the novelas he's literally talking to her and he's like oh te quiero but it's like he's like shaking shaking like a motherfucker oh, i'm like man sad. i feel so fucking bad because he, i mean it was already publicly that, that he parkinson's 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 there's we're smart here. Yeah, yeah. we're we we know, but we just have to pull it out. You know, this is in the back of the head. That's our shtick. You know, people yeah. think you know. Right when they're about to cancel our, yeah. <laughs> well, we recover. I mean, that guy was like a like very big action star in Mexico. When well, the early in so, the early. Thing. So now we've talked about a lot of guys, and I, you've mentioned a few girls. Um, you know, yeah, Sasha Montenegro. Sasha Montenegro. You know, a few of those the bombshells back in the day. Yeah, but. Anybody, any other women that that come to mind? Like, for me, it's um, Veronica Castro. Yes, but singer, actress. I host. know her more for the novelas, though. Yeah. She well, was, she was in a movie. She was actually in a movie with Juan Gabriel I just saw the other day. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she's also in a show right now on Netflix. It's a, like a Netflix original. It's fucking um, really. It's it's Mexican produced, Mexican written, Mexican everything. The production value is to the fucking max. It's great. Like okay. I'm cursing this much because That's it's good. such a great show. What's the name? So and I can I'm check so it proud out. that it's coming from from Mexico. Uh, La Casa de las Flores. Yeah, I saw. I seen okay. it on, uh, check it out. on the Netflix thing that comes out. Okay. La Casa de las Flores. Check it out. It's there's only one season right now. I'm hoping there's more, uh, but it's it's got a it's got a great. It's very well casted. Really? Uh, I really I only recognize her and Aislinn Derbez, who is Eugenio Eugenio Derbez's daughter. Oh no Aislinn shit. Aislinn Derbez. Yeah, she's great in that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other people that I'm not mentioning right now, but the, it's it's a great cast. Um, and it's very well written, very well right. directed, and the cinematography is amazing. I'm gonna check it out. Well, women, I remember back in the day. Uh, well, there's so Victoria Rufo. That was Victoria Rufo. 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 Lucia Mendes. Lucia Mendes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, she came out in a movie with Vicente Fernandez. Daniela too. Romo. Daniela Romo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of actor singers. <laughs> oh yeah. Singer actors, actor singer singers. Actors, La, La, La India Maria, dude. Like, there's a role where she plays. Oh, India yeah. and she plays in someone who's not India. They're so like the contrast is so. Right. I'm like, oh my god, she doesn't really talk like that. She's playing she's like fucking, her sister, right? Yeah, like her twin sister. Yeah, she's acting like. Oh my right. god, I thought she, she has like a Spanish like accent. Was it? Then, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny, like because I've since I saw her, I always thought she that's so that was how she talked. That that she was like, you know, that right, was, right. But it's just a character, right? I feel like we're mentioning all these all these great you know legendary people, and we we're not really saying like the, the titles of the stuff that they're. <laughs> but honestly, you guys, if you guys want to check anybody out, you can just Google any of these names, yeah, and, and you'll see the and movies. You all this stuff will come up. It's it's great. I it's thought true. you were gonna say we were leaving out the extras. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're leaving out hey, all the extras. Hey, they're important too. Yeah. You mentioned all these legends, but what about that guy? <laughs> you know the guy that kept falling from that top floor. The guy who handed him the cup. The one that actually got injured and never worked again. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's yeah. respect to those people too. Yeah. Mucho respeto, sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, there's a like I said, yeah, the, there's a very rich uh, history in, in Mexican theater that's gone like a roller coaster, up and down from very very well respected to kind of laughable yeah. to right. back again. Very, very respected again. I mean, we think about what the last seven Oscars, five of them have been Mexican. Right. For the directors. The directors. Mm -hmm. Something yeah. like that, right? Six or seven, right? But it's not, not necessarily a Mexican movie. It's just them right. being Mexican. The, the directors. Mexican yeah. okay. directors, yeah. Awesome. But I mean, that it's part of, you know, the Hollywood now. It's like you've got all these people from all over the world and, and yeah. we're starting to see a more colorful you know, yeah. Oscar night, which I think is great. I mean, it's still very much, you know, controlled by the man. But, right, right, right. But uh, I like the colors that I'm starting to see. I, I like when they. I, no, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I like when they win because of the 
the merit, not because they're Mexican. You know what I mean? Which right. I don't think that's the case with these ones because these, well, are, these movies were actually. I really mean, good. I gotta say, I'm sure there's somebody at the academies or you know at the academies going. All right, you know we gotta have at least one Latino in this category, <laughs> right? Because right. they gotta push it. Because now they're getting the backfire from people saying, "Hey, we need to see this. We want right. to see that." And um, and again, they're losing viewers and viewers every year. And right. I mean, we don't want to get to the point where where there's no more Oscars or no more no more Golden Globes or anything like that. So uh, they're starting to listen finally. And 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 there is tons of talent out there that that if if they do listen and pay attention, um, there's plenty to choose from. Right. Well, I think that's kind of a double-edged sword now because... What'd you call me? <laughs> double-edged sword? <laughs> well, because um, la, uh, I was hearing about... I think we mentioned a little bit, Victor, about the Emmys, how they, they lost a lot of viewership because right. a lot of people who go up there are just kind of like promoting a cause or something. You know what I mean? Right, a cause right. or a group or... They're talking you know, about a fight. Or something. Right. Or, and, it's just like, and people are just like, you know what? I, don't, I just want to see a movie. Here's the know? thing, though. Right. Well, we don't realize that as people, we give them that platform. Like, we put them up there and it's they take advantage of that and rightfully, you know, for a cause. And they're not talking about, you know, something bad. They're not talking about something negative. It's something that's near and dear to their heart, as they say. And um, I think it's great, but you're right. I feel like they are overdoing it. Right. And I think um, a lot of people are like, but then also the people that don't overdo it, the people that actually give speeches, I'm kind of bored. I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, but you know what? I, one thing I noticed psychologically, it almost seems like in these times because of social media and the fact that we could actually interact with them, like on Twitter, it almost seems like you have humanized the actors. So now you could bitch about right, them. So right. in other words, let's say some, some actors, you know, you, you talk to her on Twitter and you, for whatever fucking reason, you think you're connected to her <laughs> to some level that you get to the point where it's like, oh, bitch, I don't want to hear shit. You know, like, so you have that, I don't want to say freedom, but that realization of, of being able to tell her whatever the fuck you want and as a group people do that for all these people now so now they're bitching that's all i'm i just it's an observation i've noticed that we do that or we're we're it seems like people are doing that more often yeah more loosely because before to some level but didn't we see celebrities or actors as a, we put them on a high pedestal like they can't do no fucking wrong or well, at least it seemed that way in my mind but now it's like i don't like that actor and you fucking tell him you tweet you do a mean tweet on that motherfucker and and everybody, half the fucking world accepts it. And, and I don't know. I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this. No, no I, I think they, they open themselves up to that, you know, yeah. especially with me, social media. And, and it, sometimes their opinions come a little too strong in one direction. Yeah. That I, and also, how much, how much of this is controlled by them? Because a lot of them have assistants now who are right. sort of putting oh, this true. out there. Which I'm sure everything has to be approved by some PR or some somebody. Yeah. But you still get those people out there that are still very much in control of their social media. And... Um, they're very outspoken about it. But uh, that's a really good conversation about all these movies. I really enjoy that. Um, I I like to pick a, one of those specifically and come back and talk to them some, on another on another episode. Yeah. Because right now we do have to move on. But it was a nice little walk down memory lane. Yeah. You know. I mean, I haven't said mine, but whatever. No, it's fine. We can just well, move yeah. on. We'll yeah. Next segment. Well, I think we're gonna be better prepared for a list because yeah, damn. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, fuck, we were just fuck. about to get done with this segment. Fuck, He remembers Chamfle. I'm going to remember on the way home. It's, it's Chamfle. Um, <laughs> for the white folk Translation. <laughs> Chamfle. But all right. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is not. It's not, dude. I think it's pronounced the same way. Chamfle. 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 Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Chamfle, dude, of Chamfle, uh, Spirito. <laughs> Wasn't it sad when he died? It was very yeah, sad. It was, it was so sad. It hit him pretty hard, dude. Like, it was very I, sad. You know, like, like I said, yeah. I didn't know him, but I felt like I did. Yeah. And you know what was what made what really what really touched me, dude? Like, kind of choked me up a little bit. 
was what other countries were doing in honor of his death. Right. Yeah. You know, they were doing well, like. Well, he was a, he was one of the first big syndicated fucking shows. Yeah, right. Chavo the Nocho. first right big. Not nothing that. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was first syndicated. That fucking went worldwide, dude. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we we have so many Latinos who are international stars. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and he was one of them. Cantinflas, even before him. You know, right. Dolores del Rio, Pedro Armendariz. You have all these people that were international, people that did film and TV work, uh, not just in Mexico, but in Europe and in Asia yeah. and in America. And, you know, it's, it's just it's stuff that we don't talk about, but we right. should be talking about more. It's like, well, so Chespirito, I mean, there's this video, I think it's on YouTube, where it goes through a, like an episode, not a whole episode, but as it's going, it's changing languages. Because it was dubbed in many different languages throughout the world, like, like some right. Euro, some European languages, some then you know like even South American with right. different accents, and you know because everybody has a different right, you know right. they're not all the same. But it, it's interesting to see how how they, like for example it's in Russian, right? I don't know you, what Chapulin's I mean not Chapulin, Chow was talking in Russian, you right. know? Yeah, so that's like yeah, amazing because yeah. it's it's like again, I mean not like we knew him personally, but it's like you're watching somebody you grew up with, and yeah, and they're mm -hmm. being dubbed in other yeah, right and and does does all the jokes flow uh smoothly uh, seamlessly they don't, don't right they, 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 they would have land. to nah but you know what there should be a reason why they're showing it in those countries there there must be something they're adding to it i mean every country does their own twist to whenever, yeah whenever like right. you know when when uh saban bought power rangers you know yeah he did his own twist yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm sure there, there was some sort of um storyline that kind of went with the storyline but maybe the jokes were a little bit right. their own interpretation yeah. i would love to hear because I, I don't know if you remember one of the things in the chat when he would get scared is something called la garrotera yeah and you go <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Yeah. he will fucking shrivel up and then you have to throw water at him yeah, yeah. Now in Russian, that's not a real. Why is a carrotera a real word? I don't think it was right. No, I don't, he, think, so. he I don't it think it is. It a real word in Spanish? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think so. How do Russians say "hola" in carrotera? You know, it's all culture. You got. Yeah, it's like yeah, they would say you, their own word. Okay, but it's also like you, he created this culture. Like El Chespirito created a culture where words are made up and it's a different world. Right. But you, as an you as an audience, have to make it up or have to follow that fantasy and just yeah. sort of right. go with his flow. And that's the culture that he created. It was like. La garrotera. Yeah, that's or a chinflas or chanfle. Chanfle. Yeah, you know, or... All these words that you were like, wait, what? Yeah. And then you're like, uh, because of the action of the actor. Yeah. La chiripiorca. La chiripiorca. It must yeah. mean this or it must yeah. mean that. Right. Did you ever watch uh, Blanca Nieves y los siete chirin chirin chunflies? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? Con la. Yeah, it was it was Florina Chapulín Mesa. Colorado. Florina it was Mesa. Colorado. La María Antonieta. Yeah. So it was instead of the, the seven dwarves, there were los siete chirin chirin chunflies. Oh they, yeah, they even had a song. <laughs> Here's my thing. I'm laughing too because because when we when I first messaged Victor about having um, like a Mexican tribute type of thing, yeah, I was like, I know that you guys have done tons of movie reviews and whatnot, but I was like, I wonder how well versed they are in the world of Mexican cinema. You yeah. guys are very fucking well versed. <laughs> that you guys are surprising me with all these fucking names that I'm like, I, I honestly either had remembered or they're they are now you are now taking me back right. to when I was a child. Right. Well, I'm gonna be honest. We didn't. My parents were fucking cheap. They didn't want to get a babysitter, <laughs> so we would have to go to these shitty movies. And at the time, they were shitty to us. Right, I want to see. I want to see Superman in ET. <laughs> Even fucking Star Wars. I'm willing to see that shit, right? <laughs> but they would take me to these fucking Mexican yeah. movies with fucking rats on the floor. You know, in the theaters. <laughs> Oh, nice. El Portal, remember, million dollars, downtown LA. Yeah. Like, shittiest fucking, there. you know? Yeah, El Portal is a theater now, dude, like, like it's, a theater theater. It's like, like a billion dollar now. It's not a million dollars, it's a billion dollar. We must have seen, like, a, 
We must have seen like a hundred movies, dude, in, in the portal, dude. Yeah. From Chispirito to... So Lancashire, it was... Uh, yeah. It's yeah. still there. Yeah, across North, the street from the, the metro station. North Hollywood, yeah. 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 We must watch some... I think it's just a theater, no, like an actual theater, right? It's not yeah, theater. Yeah, they perform stuff like stage-wise, yeah. you know? Stage theater. Yeah. They made it look really nice on the outside. I mean, I haven't been, there, I haven't been inside right. in years since it was a theater. Um, I was telling them, I saw from Bruce Lee to The Exorcist to Chispirito to... Um, you know, Mario Almada movies to like the Maria yeah. movies, yeah. Polina movies, yep. El Vampiro Teporocho. Damn. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Damn. With bro. the condoms on yes, his freaking yeah. will that If you ever see that movie, you will, that will never escape your mind ever again. And whatever Dracula movie you see after that yeah. fucking movie, you will always see condoms and in, in, like coming out of the. So, yeah. just to the, people, uh, the audience know what we're talking about. So, this is a vampire. <laughs> And uh, it's one of his uh, friends or whatever that he makes in the city. They tell him, "Hey, you got to be careful out here because of AIDS. You don't want to catch. <laughs> you don't want to catch AIDS." So he puts condoms oh on his God. face, <laughs> on his teeth, right. <laughs> on his fucking fangs. You know what? When you start doing this, you get a little cocky. I like it. I like yeah, it. Well, I try. You know, I like it when people get cocky. A little cocky. Yeah. He's one of my dad's like favorite comedians. Okay, um, and so. He, obviously, he's like seen everything that Pedro has made and whatnot. I mean, you guys have seen him and whatnot. My yeah, dad, my dad. I'm talking about my dad. If you guys ever like experienced my dad just talking about Pedro Chatanoga, like mm. his the way he <laughs> imitates Pedro, and you probably know his, you know, yeah. more hand. But my dad's just like a funny guy, so he he can tell you stories after story after story, not just of Pedro Weber Chatanoga, but also Cantinflas, Pedro Infante. Like he's got like. I think that's where I get it from. He's got like tons and tons of stories of like all these artists from back in the day. Yeah. And he can tell you fucking stories. Right. I, I'm amazed my dad did not, you know. Right. Started podcasting. <laughs> started podcasting back in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention Luis de Alba. Not, no yeah. relation to Jessica de Alba. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, we forgot, they, to, we forgot hey, to mention we gotta, Jessica de Alba. We gotta, we gotta be married? clear because people be like, what? Her you mean Jessica Alba? Yeah. Jessica oh. Alba's dad is a Luis de Alba? Wow. You know the the vampire again? The the guy he also was in novelas, dude. Really? Was he? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he came out of novelas. Wait, was he in was was he El Abuelo Yo? I don't know. That was with a young guy, El Garcia. Yeah. No, El I don't Garcia know. Bernal. That was know. like But he would come out, you know, he'd be like that that farmer dad or you know, the right. humble dad or you know the, his daughter was dating the rich guy, kinda yeah. like that. You know, that that was his character all That's the time. True. Or a cop, yeah. Right, no, right. No, 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 yeah, just a little. Because I remember, and also Alfonso Sayas, guys. Don't don't forget Alfonso Sayas. I never saw him in a novela, dude. Sorry. No, but he was uh, in a show with uh, with oh, Maria. La bien criada. Yeah, con Maria Victoria. Yeah, there you go. The guy with the cocol. Mi cocol. Por aquí Telemundo, verdad? Yeah, dude. Cocol. <laughs> but yeah, Chapulín Colorado was definitely my favorite superhero yeah, for fun, a long time. Fun fact: If you look up Sai Gundam style, all the the dance moves, they got it from a Chespirito, from a, a Chapulín Colorado and a <laughs> Chespirito episode. I'll YouTube it for sure. I'm serious. Like, it could just be little style, and, and they're fucking dancing it, and they literally show back side to side, and fucking Sai took that shit, dude. Yeah. Also, in Endgame, I'm surprised. In Endgame, when all the heroes come back with the. You see him, <laughs> the, stupid. They, you they see a Chipotle Chion <laughs> swing through. It was an Easter egg. You didn't see it? <laughs> That's what killed. <laughs> That's what killed Thanos, isn't it? Wouldn't it be cool, dude? <laughs> oh, I think it was an Iron Man, no, but, but, but you have to be. It's uh, <laughs> You have to be worthy to lift up that chipotle chion, fool. No, contame con mi astucia. Wouldn't it be cool to see a chipotle colada Marvel movie? No, he's one of the one of the Avengers, dude. Con oh, that'd be nice, dude. <laughs> 
But you know what? I but who would play him? I don't know who would play him. Who could, dude? I mean, that guy's Paul Rudd is already at Ant Man, so he can't use it. But he kind of looks like him when he was young. Chapulín Colorado. Oh, you know, there's an actor that does run me of uh, Chapulín Colorado, and he's a famous actor. Too. Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. No, Adam no. I don't know why he reminds me of Chispirito. Yeah, Wait, but, uh, you're saying actors that can play Chapulín yeah. Colorado? No, no, I already said he reminds me of Chispirito, oh, like his I face. See. His face, I don't know why. Gael Bernal, he could play fucking... Oh, he could totally... He could play anybody. But you yeah. know what? I, I see movies, because uh, uh, there's a lot of fan films from for Topolin. The problem I have with those movies is that they make him a hero. A legit, they make him a legit hero. Right. Like a superhero, and yeah. he's like a badass. You know That's what I mean? That's also my problem with those. With the, all the fan stuff that they do about Chespirito with Chapulín, and even with El Chavo, even yeah. though it's not a hero thing, but like all the stuff that's out there that's fan-made or, or just made after him, I'm always like, that's not what the core was, I feel yeah. like. Right. And I think that Chapulín Colorado, as hard as he's trying to be a hero, <laughs> I mean, he was, I guess. But goddamn, if he, if he wasn't though. <laughs> there were so oh, many fuck fuck ups. ups. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the best part, the, the one of the parts that, for whatever reason, people forget that he had a fucking horn. I forgot the name of it, but he would make you freeze, and then oh, he would I fucking see. put water on you. So when you're about to do oh. something, like, <laughs> and they fucking <laughs> do that, and then he would move the, the pitcher of water. But <laughs> the the thing about the el cha, not el chavo ocho, pero chapulín chapulín colorado is that everything would turn out to his favor. So that's yeah. how he be, would become eventually the hero. He would be lucky. And right. then, he, you know, that's the whole one. He would do the whole, no contaban con mi astucia. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh. Yeah. So, and somehow, some way, he would make it work so that whoever was in trouble would be saved. Yeah, yeah his luck, I guess his power was luck. Right. <laughs> he was a lucky bastard. That's a power. But, you know, what's funny is that a lot of the stuff that we were talking about, and including, like, the stuff with, like, um, that you were saying about, I think, Inclan or Suarez and those movies of Picardia Mexicana and mm -hmm. all that stuff is that it started off with somebody who was poor, but there was always a message in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was always like a, like, and we have to overcome something. And, and it goes back, it dates back to like Pedro Infante and his days of Tizoc, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I you know, where that. he was like in Tizoc and then, mm -hmm. you know, he has to overcome like being poor and all these things and yeah. work for his food. And, and uh, there's so many like political messages in there that can go in there. And, but, it's like with all these things, you you get to realize that although they are funny, and they are funny, there's there's so much more deepness in this. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It goes deeper and deeper. Yeah, that's right? uh, it was a kind of like a, a mirror to society at the times. Right. Yeah, for sure. You get a lot of that, especially with like the extra Suarez movies that I was telling you about. He did a lot of that, even in his show. Right. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of commentary on, on you know, government and and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like critical of it. You know. Right. Yeah. So you get a, you got you got those kind of movies. Um, Message. Yeah, message was like trying to kind of let people be aware, like, hey, we know what's going on, but what can we do? And also, it's it's like, you know, but that's why we're here to entertain you and forget right. about, a little bit about what's happening out in the outside world. And you know, while you're in this room right. listening to a comedian, uh, Jorge Ortiz Pinedo too. Right. Um, that was another guy that had uh, Los Comediantes, his show, and right. you know, again, all these all these great comedians who came together and would talk about political things or would touch that subject. But at the end of the day, you were laughing your ass off. And yeah. You know, it was all for that purpose. Right. You know, and now, um, I know he's been around for a while. In Hollywood, he's kind of recent. Is uh, best. Uh, okay, no, Darbes. Yeah. Darbes. I really like him, dude. That's a massive he crossover, like too. A, he's like a power family. Like, Aislinn Darbes, his son, Eugenio, his yeah. other son, uh, I forget his name, but he's also doing tons of novelas in, in Mexico. Right, right. But I, it's I'm, funny because he's, I'm sorry, he started with, uh, for what I remember, he started with Chavelo. He was one of his assistants. One of the little kids. Yeah. No, no, his assistants. For what I remember, I saw a show and Chavelo was living to give him shit. Chavelo had a show. You remember Chavelo, right? Yeah. Yeah, the 50-year-old man that acted like a 12-year-old. Right. And, and that he, dude's also from the golden era, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And, and I all can remember that he was, he had the mic and he was the one that would, um, 
wrangle the microphones to people who have any uh, oh, questions, wow. and then Chavelo will give them shit. Now I'm, I'm pretty sure it's part of the skit, part right. of the shtick, and but it looked real. It looked like that Res would like get worried, like oh fuck, I'm fired. Are you like, fucked up? Yeah, <laughs> it's a fuck up, dude. Maybe. Yeah. What like his movies like in English now that we see like you know like crossover movies? Latin Lover is funny. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, no string. What is that? No. No, no instructions needed or something. No instructions needed. Yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the, I don't. The oh. overboard one, whatever. Oh yeah, with Anna Faris. I mean, it was a good movie. The one um, I like the um, I like the one he did with with Kid uh, Castillo. Oh, something about La Luna. Something over the moon or something. Oh, like, yeah, I had yeah. That's a good one. I didn't realize what a good actor he was. I mean, I know I know he did comedy, but a lot of comedians, you know, they could pull up acting. I guess. I mean, no, honestly, his shows in I, Mexico, man. Was... I gotta say, like, you know, going back to trying, or, you know, growing up as a child and, and wanting to be an actor. Not only was I looking up, like, because I wanted to be a comedic actor when I was a child. Not only was I looking up to people like a Jim Carrey or a Robin Williams, but I was right. looking up to someone like Eugenio Derbez, right? Because that was how I grew up. You know, my dad put me as much as he would put me in front of the TV to hey watch Eugenio Derbez. He'd also say hey watch Robin Williams. Um, same thing with music, you know, he'd be like, he'd be like, you have to listen to the Beatles as much as you're going to listen to, um, Los Muecas or, you right. know, right. anybody else like that in that, from that world, and Los, Los Abson. Right. Oh, Los Abson. Look damn. at, damn, he's going back. Los Freddy's. <laughs> Los Freddy's. So, Los Moonlights. Oh, Los Moonlights. Yeah. So it's like you grow up with a dad who's not only wants to teach you one side of the world, but the other side too. Yeah. And that's the beauty of growing up Latino is like, you have all these things that you can right. fall back on and be like, you know what? But I know this and I know that. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie back in the day. A lot of the things that he would make me watch, I'd be like, oh my God, why the fuck am I watching this? Yeah. Right. But it's all, it's all been a learning experience. Uh, thanks to my dad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We do have a lot of uh, enjoyable stuff, dude. And in both sides of it, like you said, it is kind of, there's, there's a point of pride in in our culture when we talk about certain certain cinemas and some of them are laughable like we said oh and, and just a f another fun fact guys i have a bunch of a bunch of them that res mom was an actress yes from the golden age too and that's the other thing is that a lot of these people that we know nowadays come from you know that legendary parent <coughs> um, like pedro armendariz jr whose mm. dad was pedro armendariz who is right. in maria, maria candelaria um, Gael Garcia Bernal, both his parents are in the industry as well. Right, right, right. Oh wow. my God, what was that movie he was in? Pedro Mendares? Maria Candelaria. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not him. I'm sorry, Junior. The the. the he's son. in a lot of he's movies in, a lot of in Hollywood. Cro yeah, yeah. That, he's like in The Mask of Zorro. He was in a funny one with uh, Will Ferrell. Antonio Men La Casa de mi Padre. I think he was the dad or something. Oh. Yeah, he was. Oh, it's been a while. La Casa de mi Padre. La Casa de mi Padre with Will Ferrell. That shit was funny for the first ten minutes. Yeah. But then that that whole shtick got old. Well, the, you know what I think it was. I think people were expecting there was gonna be a punchline, and it wasn't. It was just him playing a character in Spanish. That's well, what I'm saying. That I, was the punch. But ten minutes of it's good. It, it, yeah, you're right. Diego Luna if, was in it. I feel like it's it was like dead after. But I just I really I mean from an actor point of view, I would have to say I I commend it like him having yeah. to learn. You're right. Dialogue in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and Jose, Rodri Jose Rodri what's it? Jose, Jose Luis Rodriguez, El Pumas, yeah. his daughter. I forgot her name. She was in the movie. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. see. Well, I like I like that. Uh, there's this part. I guess the was it INS or something. I can't remember immigration or or the cops <laughs> from the from the United States. The border patrol. Or yeah. Some something. Oh, I know like, exactly what you're talking about. And he's like, I don't speak English. <laughs> he goes, Do you speak <laughs> yeah. English? No, <laughs> no, hablo inglés. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the guy from Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation. That actor. I forgot oh. his name. He has a mustache. Oh, okay. my daughters love him, man. Like. Oh, yeah, he's married to Megan Mullally, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 How do we not know his name? He's I know. Like such a, I know. We know the They're wife. both like a power couple. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know that mustache, dude, that mustache. <laughs> he knows the he mustache. He plays Ron or something, right? Yeah. Um, and then he's in yeah. that movie with the McDonald's. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay sorry. The McDonald's movie with Michael Keaton. 
You seem a little bothered. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. I know who you're talking about, dude. Just, leave just me back off. <laughs> Again, to, to <laughs> just back off. I'll just back off. Back off, man. With that mustache. Nick Offerman. So I have a funny story about Nick Offerman. All right. I was able to work in Parks and Rec for like one of their last seasons. And I was in a scene with Nick. And even during the break, even like while we're not filming, he was still that character, <laughs> nice. which is which makes it so awkward. You know, if you don't know him, I didn't know him. I don't I still don't know him. But if just didn't know who he was outside of that character, you were just freaked the fuck out. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to hit me or something. Right. So I always love to go to sets and like, you know, find out about the actors in and out of character. And uh, right. he's one of them that actually kept it going. Throughout so it was a character that just that's just how he is. Oh, that's definitely not how he is. He's oh. I mean, from what I gather from what friends tell me is that he's such a nice fun loving guy and right. he's funny like sarcastic wise right but, right but um while on set he was just very like dry like oh, okay dead in the eyes like mustache and he kind of he kind of looks like a sheriff or like a like an asshole sheriff yeah. like he would play a good role yeah, yeah he's <laughs> right yeah for sure it was i mean it was it didn't take itself seriously but it did at right. the same time <laughs> well that 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 the, the part when they all got shot and the, the wedding Right. I'm sorry, but if I walked in in that scene, I would have been like, what the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> this is epic. <laughs> this, is, this is an Oscar winning shit I'm missing. And then they start talking. You're like, okay, I'm being fucking punked. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with this movie? Ashton Kutcher speaking in Spanish will come out. <laughs> oh, kitchen goes. Estas ponqueado. It is now. We've been over like an hour. We haven't even uh, fucking touched up the movie. I know, right? All right. Oh, that's right. right. <clears throat> I forgot about that. All right. Yeah, we have guys. Come on. Okay. It's serious. serious. Come on, Eddie. This is a serious show. This is not about just Perito. This is the Who's... Eddie Bobby show. Yeah, but I we know. agree <laughs> with our technician, <laughs> <Yeah>. Victor. <laughs> the audio guy. <laughs> Who the fuck is Chess Perito? You're supposed to be hey, Vic. Who's Chanfo? We're hearing too much of you. You're supposed to just point. <laughs> <laughs> you're here way too. You get a credit now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now you're, I'm not going to tell you in Spanish now. <laughs> Corre video. <laughs> Corre video clip. Corre video clip. So we agree, Will Ferrell. Pretty funny. All right, guys. Uh, so moving along now to the movie of the of the week that we picked, <laughs> the movie of the week, and it's actually uh, it's, it's a movie in Spanish. Uh, go, um, Robert, can you go ahead and and actually, I'm curious before you say the title of the movie, which we already said, but uh, while you tell us uh, the description of the movie, you know, give us a little info on the movie. Yeah, I'll read it off of Wikipedia. Nice no, synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. Yeah, a quick synopsis. <laughs> before you give us that, I wanted I wanted to ask you uh, why you picked this movie. That's a good question. I picked this movie because it has one of my favorite directors, uh, Mexican directors, one of my favorite actresses, one of my favorite actors. Um, and it's the first Mexican movie that won uh, a Grand Prix. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's now it's called the, the Palm of Gold, I think, or from that uh, from Cannes. Yeah. Cannes. Oh, okay. Um, Palm. Yeah. Palm something. Palm, Palm Dior in French. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, my <laughs> French is. It's great. No, no boy, no. My Spanish is great, though. Um, so it won. It was the first Mexican film to win that, and I think it's it's such a great movie. The cinematography is great. Uh, the acting is great. When you look at movies like this, you got to look at the time. You know, the, this, we're talking about like 1940s, and a lot of these actors were learning how to be actors or had an idea of what an actor was. So it wasn't right. what we have nowadays where, you know, there's method and there's this and there's that, and, you know, you have all these actors that have – studied for so long these are some of these actors learned on the job like Dolores Del Rio was not an actress she was she actually came from a rich family and so she could have really actually lived you know from her rich family without having to do anything she married rich and then she went to the U.S. and then she was discovered in Mexico but then she went to the U.S. and then she started doing Hollywood silent films black and white 
Um, so again, money, 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 money. Um, so in the silent film era, it's like you're learning how to act quietly, like you can't speak. So again, right. it's it's an idea of what an actor should and shouldn't do. Same with the directors and the the studios back in the day. It was, there's a type of feel to those movies. Uh, so when you look at these movies, you have to kind of remember that a lot of these actors learned on the job and they're not actually, they didn't go study at the actor's studio in New York or anything like that. Right. A lot of them didn't even get acting classes until later on in their lives where they were like, oh, so this is what acting is. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but again, Dolores Del Rio, um, Pedro Armendariz Sr., uh, and uh, Emilio Elindio Fernandez, who is the director um this this is why I chose this movie. You said he Great. was your favorite director. What what else did he direct? He okay, so he uh, he's directed tons of other movies with um, Pedro Infante, Maria Felix. They're all mostly like uh, when you look at them, you're like, oh, there's a theme here. Women. Uh, he loved women. Um, in fact, a lot of the women he used in his films is because he had crushes on or he was in love with. Wow. Um, right. So you know some of the stuff he did. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Hashtag me too. <laughs> Hashtag, and that's the thing. It's like, you, you, wow. if you go way back then, because he did, he would harass people like Dolores del Rio and people didn't know that. And, you know, back then it's like a really hush-hush situation because right. these are men in power. Right. Um, I mean, some of the movies that he did were, and I'm looking these up because, I'm, you know. <laughs> um, She's a very beautiful woman, man. Flor Silvestre yeah. uh, is another one. La Perla is another one. Uh, the, which is uh, John Steinbeck book, The Pearl. Mm-hmm. So he just ad- adapted that into a, a f- screenplay in Spanish. Um, and a lot of his actors were the same. Like he would use Pedro Armendariz with Dolores del Rio in the same movies for like several movies. Right. Those were like his actors. Isn't um, that what Holly- Hollywood did for a while though? They the, used a the lot of Because they were contract. on the contract. They were on the yeah, contract. contract, yeah. Studio contract. He did a few with Maria Felix, Pedro Infante. So he set the tone for what the world saw Mexico as. Uh, right. The landscapes, the people, the indigenous people and all that stuff. And he made it beautiful. It wasn't like, you know, what some people think are dirty Indians. It's like, no, they are beautiful people with beautiful cultures. And so Emilio, El Indio Fernandez, um, made these beautiful movies that showed the world what Mexico is, which is beautiful. And so uh, Maria Candelaria is about that. It's about... Uh, a young Indian woman whose mom is a prostitute and they end up stoning her, her mom. And then she lives sort of like an outcast from the town people Yeah. because, because she comes from a prostitute, they were like, well, you're damned too. So we right. don't like you already. Um, and then she's her boyfriend, Pedro Mendari's in the movie loves her, but she's like, he, he is the only person he has, she has really in this, in this world. It's right. just them too. And it's the, you know, it's that the oldest story in the world, you know, a boy falls in love with a girl and, they do everything for each other. It's Romeo and Juliet, basically. And uh, it's just a beautiful uh, romantic movie with beautiful scenery and uh, beautiful directing and acting. And again, yeah. this is Dolores del Rio after she had left Hollywood, too. So a lot of people don't know that. She, although she's Mexican, her career started in Hollywood. Okay. And then when Hollywood sort of, they sort of just casted her out or just sort of like let her go because she was kind of older and oh, yeah. she was from that silent era time. Uh, now they're, they were doing the talkies, you know, there were movies that yeah. people could, could hear now. Mm-hmm. So she did a few of those, but then she ended up leaving uh, back to Mexico after her father passed away. And, and then um, she had broken up with Orson Welles. She dated a few gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. So then she went back to Mexico and um, she had obviously tons of offers in Mexico already. Um, and so she just went and for the first one and she did, her first movie was with, uh, <laughs> with El Indio Fernandez as a director and then from there on he just sort of fell in love with her and he took her and he 
he did tons of movies, but because of his all the harassment and all that, yeah. At some point, she was like, she was done with it. She announced like, I'm not doing any movies with him anymore. So there's like all this history that goes behind it, and uh, yeah, Maria Candelaria is is one of those great movies. So let me tell you what I thought about the movie. Sounds serious. <clears throat> yeah, I got the part about the she, her living in the shadow, about but her mom. I didn't realize it was a prostitute. She was a prostitute. I just thought she maybe was unwed or something like that. I didn't get that clear. So the movie definitely has a slow burn in certain scenes. Like, for example, when they're in the boats, you know, the little canoes or whatever. It was paced. It was really like, really. she's like a mile away and she kind of gets here in real time. Right. <laughs> you know, like. Well, you know why they did that, though. They didn't edit And again, it? it's it's all about, think about that era. Mm-hmm. Elinda Fernandez is showing this world to people in the outside. This isn't for Mexico. This is for the world. Right. Okay. So when you're looking at an indigenous person doing that, you know, with the boat and yeah. rowing and all that fun stuff and the flowers around her because they were inside her boat. And yeah. she, you're right. She takes like a, you know, 30 minutes to get from one <laughs> side to the other. And that's all in the movie. But there's a purpose to that. El Indio made sure it was there so that whoever's watching this in cans on a big screen, on a huge, like, think about this. You're watching this in theater. So it's not like we watched it. It's not like how we watched it on our laptops or whatever on right. YouTube. Um, this is being watched on a grander scale yeah. of where you will get to appreciate, sort of get, appreciate and love right, the surroundings yeah. and the landscapes and actually see the, the details of the flowers, even if it's black and white. Right. Um, and so that was the purpose of those long burning, you know, slow burning uh, scenes. Yeah, because you see like she's out there, they cut to people and when they cut back to her, she's still pretty damn far. So then they cut back to the people and then they cut back to her and I'm thinking, I'll get here. Well, 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 you're li- we're, we're all living in a fast paced world today too. Right. So we're waiting, we're waiting for something to happen. We want yeah. everything right now. Now. Yeah. Reminded me of Chalupa. From the Loteria? I don't well, know. That's I, what it is. I wonder, right? if that, yeah, I wonder if that's what it is. Yeah. So actually, the, the, the character of the Chalupa is from Xochimilco, and yeah. they do sell flowers. Oh, okay. That's exactly so what, that's what I thought it was. So when you're actually in Xochimilco, they have like the, you're on a boat with your, like your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. So these women will row next to you and, you know, ask you if you want to buy flowers for your, yeah. your lovely person that's- Great marketing. You. <laughs> Which is how, how do you think the, the Flores ladies that go to the bars, Flores, Flores- yeah. They're chalupas. That's like that's the, the new, the new uh, chalupas. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about, she's like, I wanna, I'm going to sell these flowers because she owed that money, the 15 pesos, eight, 15 pesos, eight, eight cents. 15 pesos, eight centavos. Yeah. Hey, that's a lot. Y ahora that's pesos no tienen centavos. Ahora no son pesos nomás. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm thinking uh, the town looks so small. It looks so abandoned. There's mostly like woodsy area. You know what I mean? Like they said, landscapes. I'm thinking, who the hell is going to buy these flowers? <laughs> Because the guy's like, you'll sell those flowers for sure. You'll, 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 you'll have enough money to pay when you sell your flowers. And you'll, you'll, you'll knock them out right now. They're a high commodity at this time. Though. And I'm thinking, but who? They use them for everything. They but that's, for everything. That's another thing is like we didn't notice because of the small screens that we're using nowadays is that they're using them for uh, to surround the, the oh, frame, right, to right. frame a, a door, to frame anything really, to create letters out of them. So they create like right, right, a lot right. of letters like when um, – when the father invites them to to bless the the animals, mm-hmm. that thing that we would that see, arc? that yeah. arc is all flowers, and it's the all the letters are made out of flowers. Right, right, right. So that's, it, a, that's it, a lot of flowers. It's a lot of flowers. <laughs> Can you think of the people that actually had to make this stuff, like for like this, the props and all that stuff? It seems so easy, but when it comes to things like that, I feel like yeah, that's still hard work. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I was thinking like, 
who is she going to sell them to? Because it seemed like the other ladies were selling flowers too. So not only is there like not enough people buying, it also seemed like the competition was really, it was really saturated <laughs> market. And they sing too. So as far as the movie, dude, back to the acting. Remember how I was talking about the the movies in earlier today? Where we were talking about um, how the main actors seem to kind of be acting, but then there's kind of these people who, who are kind of waiting for cues. And I and I thought about that. I go. I looked at the how old the movie was. And I, even if I look when I look at it right now, I see 1944. I go, these are probably the first people on film, <laughs> and they don't know how. I'm. You know what I imagine? They don't know acting etiquette. No, no, because they seem like good actors, but they seem like stage actors to me, like a play. Right. Like they seem. I'm so I'm not taking away their acting, but they seem to me very stage actor, like kind of like the way they stood. But I guess that's more on the director and all that. But it's almost like they were waiting. Say your line so I could say my line. And then there's like this pause and then walk away. Right. You know, it was very like, it wasn't, it, had, it doesn't have it, that The flow. style was different. Yeah. It doesn't right. have that smoothness of like today's acting. Right. And Mexican acting. And even in the 80s, you know, it was just very more, a little more natural. As you know, or later on that in that same golden age of Mexican movies, it gets really good. It doesn't, doesn't stay like this. But right. this movie is 1944. So I'm thinking these probably, these people are probably very good stage actors and whatnot like i said earlier and they're transitioning to film and it's you could tell that's kind of what i got from it think about this um when did movie making start like if you can date back to like the earliest like maybe black and white no mm -hmm. no no sound no sound uh maybe it was shorts mm -hmm. right it wasn't like an hour or two hour movie it was probably like 15 minutes or i don't know right um if you date back to that long what 19 19s 1920s 20s so now think about 1920s an actor from the 1920s, that's an actor that doesn't know anything. It's an actor that thinks it knows, but it doesn't. It's coming from the theater world, yeah. and it's coming from the vaudeville world, which mm. is all stage. It's all real life. It, right. They're not being filmed. There has to be a style created, and that's what they did then. It was like a style that was created for the, the things we see now. So now when you look at a movie, shit, it even almost makes you want to be you know grateful for those people that paved the way because then now you, you look at movies then, and you're like, wow, that was really shitty. Like when you watch a movie from the 80s or 90s, even, even American ones, you're like, Holy shit, that Sylvester Stallone movie is like fucking weird. Like I just rewatched it and wow, how shitty it was. Right. But back then for you it was like the biggest thing. Rambo was amazing, yep. you know? Um, but again, it's like that even those movies are still paved the way for how we see action movies now. Right. And it's funny that you say that because even in the 80s when I saw that certain acting style or the way it was, it was also the, the style of editing and the style of, I guess, directing. Absolutely. There's a certain, certain movies our age, like you said, I go back and see some of these movies and you're like, fuck, why right. are they... Why what? did I watch Face Off? Like, Face Off, John Travolta and oh. Nicolas Cage. What right. the? Oh, so, and also, I want to go back before I forget. Uh, Pedro Armendariz, is it Armendariz or Armendariz? Armendariz. There's, he does have a signature thing he does. And he would, he would raise his eyebrow. The eyebrow. And I've seen a, other, a couple of movies that he's done, and it's like, that's him. You that's know who his, else does it? Who? A uh, woman, Maria Felix. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was also her signature, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because they always have that mid shot of his face, and it, it almost seems like we got to get a shot. Right, we got to get a shot, and he would do that whole. That's what would bring the the, the lady into the theater, the señoritas, <laughs> the señoritas. Yeah, it's like you think of those people, and you're like, you never thought. As we see actors today, as we see a film today, you never thought it came from somewhere. Right. You know, this the things we see now came from somewhere, and it, and somebody paved the way for all these things, and somebody made it better and better and better and better, mm -hmm. um, and better. And I'm sure we're still not done. Obviously, now with 4D and everything else that's coming out, that but yeah. So these movies, whenever I see these movies, that's another reason why I enjoy them is because as an actor, as a creator, you you look at these movies and you still learn. You know, you look at right. a Charlie Chaplin movie and you go, holy moly. 
I just learned so much. And it sound, there's a lot of moments where you're like, fuck, this is so slow. When is he going to get to the other side of the fucking freeway, you know? Yeah. Because he's walking like Charlie Chaplin. But again, at that time, that's what the people wanted to see. They wanted to see that Charlie Chaplin signature walk. Yeah. Right. They wanted to see that Charlie Chaplin whatever or, you know. So these movies had these actors for a certain reason, for the eyebrow raise, for whatever it was. For right? the time. For because time. of the time. And that's what that's what the audience wanted. Nowadays, you know, some people want explosions. Some people want this. Some people want that. So that's why we watch movies. Faster editing. Faster <laughs> faster stories. You know what? Well, because like from, right from the beginning, you know, with a the painter, they're like, you know, he gets angry and it's like a very like, it's not very subtle. The performance, you know, it's like the lady, she's like, she's waiting for him. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to explain. It's not bad, but it's just, like I said, it just has like a different, like a real different feel to it. You know what I mean? When you, when we start the movie, he's talking about a painting, but he's not talking about what, what we don't even see, what, you know, we don't even see the damn painting the whole movie. You don't because she's naked. She's naked. And so you're not, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. And you don't know in the beginning. So from what I got, he was the painter, right? Right. But now as an older man. So it, what's funny is that doesn't really tell you. Right. So, which kind of makes you, you know, as an audience, just, <laughs> you know, imagine. But yeah, it's, yeah, I think he's supposed to be just a little bit older, maybe. Yeah. Because it didn't happen too far, you know, too far back. Because at the time, I think he's even like maybe a professor. Isn't he teaching a class or something? Yeah. They're, the yeah. They're, yeah. He's getting, oh, he was getting interviewed by, uh, right. By somebody, his, um, somebody's writing his autobiography uh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's reporters there and all that. So uh, clearly he's somebody famous. And he, I think even that character was created after like a Diego Rivera type. Of, type. Okay. Yeah. So when, um, which is why he paints indigenous because Diego Rivera is known for painting indigenous. Right. Oh, one of the first thing he says, you know, that she was the the purest in race. She said he's a raza uh, of indigenous woman. So you think she was miscast because she looked a little white and tall for me. (laughs) To me. Um, But I think a lot. She she is a light Mexican person. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I think because of the black and white, and I also think because she's Mexican, I don't think she was miscast. Um. I think they really did cast her because she's Dolores del Rio and she had just came off of Hollywood and she was big because of Hollywood and Mexico knows Hollywood. No, but I mean a lot of that, a lot had to do I think with with the way she looked. You know, she was a very pretty lady. Right. You know? Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't like. Um, and also, she was cast because El Indio also casted her because he was in love with her. You know, at right. some point, and he actually wrote this. I don't know if I'm mixing my stories, but he actually wrote this initially on 13 pieces of napkins. Oh, wow. And so he didn't have a present for Dolores del Rio for her birthday. He couldn't afford one for some reason. <laughs> so he wrote this for her while they were having dinner and presented it to her. And then she rejected it. She said, so, because they had done movies before. So she was like, you've had me play like basically poor before, you know, and now you want me to play poor and be uh, without shoes, like, and be like. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she was kind of disgusted by it, but she played it. And, you know, this is what won the first Mexican, like, right. Palm d'Or or whatever it's called. I think no, no, I, I agree that, that for sure she was Mexican and all that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, that, like, what I was trying to make a point of is, like, uh, nowadays, you would have, the you know, like a lady, like, from Roma or something play that kind of part. You know what I mean? When I think of indigenous kind of a... Oh, uh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Yulitia? Yulitia? That's kind of what I mean. That That's that's all I meant. Yeah, um, but, but remember, she was, she was a leading actress, so she's... Right. But she's, in those times... I also the, think those times were different. Yeah, those yeah, times sure. were not... We were not even thinking about colorism yeah you know, nowadays we're like we want a real gay guy playing gay we want a real trans playing trans um which i also think an actor plays anything if yeah, you're right. an actor i'm sorry just because you're gay doesn't mean you can only play gay characters right you play gay straight what? you know doesn't matter it's funny that you say that about maybe i would say about maybe 10 years ago i'm not i don't remember the movie but andy garcia portrayed a mexican general i think one of those uh pancho villa movies or whatever i don't yeah. think it was him but he was playing 
uh, a general, a Mexican general or something like that. And they gave him shit because I think he's Cuban. And they gave him shit. It's like, why are you playing a Mexican general? You're Cuban. And he's like, I'm a fucking actor. He I didn't play. say fucking, but he's like, I'm a fucking actor. Exactly. Who gives a fuck where I'm from? Yeah, I don't, I don't how, believe in that. How about, yeah. how about um, Tony Montana? Oh, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah, Al Pacino. <laughs> what about Al Pacino playing? A Cuban. And it was pretty obvious he was Italian, but I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, because I liked the movie. I'm not no, going to say it's one of the best movies, but I liked it. I, I I felt for the fact, okay, he's Cuban right now. Right. And, you know, and but yet, even though you can tell he wasn't, right. I don't care. He, he, so that he, was he my issue. Role. It's like you can see an Al Pacino play Cuban, but you can't see a gay guy play straight. That's stupid because yeah, stupid we're too. all actors. Or the other way around. Or right. the other way around or anything like anything along those lines. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like someone said it. I can't remember who said it. Uh, I think jokingly, it was like saying- it's so absurd, but it like at the same time it makes sense. Like, well, you know, you can't make a movie about a about a, a murderer if you don't use a real murderer. Right. <laughs> That's true. stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, the murderers are gonna get offended because you're using a, a non murderer actor. <laughs> I hate you for that right now. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. That's <laughs> terrible. But it's but it but it but it's truth though, right. you know what I mean? That's the that's the No, no I'm saying it's so you got to get a murder. Like, uh, I'm just saying that that's how that's that's how kind of That's how lame it is that the, the people ex- see it. Excuse. That's you know? yeah, excuse. and that's uh, that's terrible. But it's you know, for me it's like I don't I don't just want to say we need more represent we I don't just want to say we need more LGBTQ uh representation in Hollywood or African American in Hollywood or Latino American or you know whatever race you are, or older people representation, or just or women represent. I I think we need we still need a lot of everything. Yeah, I still right. think we need a lot of everything. Even if we have those movies, those Tyler Perry movies, three times, four times, a year, I think we need way more than just that. I think we need way more than the Brokeback Mountains, than you know that or then. Yeah, doesn't it feel something like Hollywood just sprinkles it here and there to shut the fuck to have people shut the fuck yeah, up? It feels that way. It's like, come on, and guys. that's what I was thinking about the Oscars earlier. It's like that's what they're sprinkling. We are starting to see more uh, Latino names or African American actors. Or, or black actors in in these categories because they're sprinkling, you know. It's like, oh, here you go, shut the fuck up, yay! And then well, let's have one year, you know, uh, have these people win. And it's like, what? what yeah, are it's you like doing? one Mexican movie, full out Mexican movie, director, everything, but uh, ten fucking Anglo movies. <laughs> right. But and the and, other thing too is like, we. I think it's great that Mexican directors are winning, but I almost wish that they're representing Mexico extremely well. I just almost wish they were bringing more business to Mexico because Alfonso Cuaron shoots most of his... Oh, I see what you're saying. Wait, is it... Maybe, no, it's Alejandro. Alejandro shoots most of his stuff in London. And it's like, it doesn't matter what it is, he's going to go to London for it. And I'm just like, and maybe, I know somebody out there is hating me right now for this, (laughs) but I may be wrong, but it's like, that's kind of what I feel like. I feel like if... If I were in a position, if I were put in a position where I can make Mexico proud, I'm also going to go to Mexico and shoot something. And maybe I'm being stupid. I think what Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna are doing is great because they are international and they are very, very, very international. They don't just play Hollywood. They don't just play Mexico. They play France. They I mean, Gael Gael Garcia alone knows Italian, Spanish, French, and English. I didn't know that. And it's like... We need more actors like him, more Latino actors like him who are very well rounded. Um, and I'm not shitting on actors like Antonio Banderas or anybody else. I, I really don't know much about Antonio Banderas to shit on. But I think that are we representing? Yes, but I feel like we should go a little. We can go a little bit harder. Well, um, to this point, I made this point before. You take actor, the uh, filmmakers like uh, like Robert Rodriguez, who 
who, who leaves Hollywood and just go makes his own stuff. He doesn't like he like uh, Wayne Brothers, for example, the Wayne's Brothers. Whether you like their movies or don't, or you don't, I'm not particularly fan of their movies. But they don't sit around and wait for somebody to make the movies for them. They go out and make their own. Whether mm-hmm. however, like I said, however they get their money for their movies, however they fund them, they they, they go it. and they write them, then they go make them, and yeah. you know they have a family of actors, and right. you know they go make their own stuff. And I think that sometimes that's that's a healthy thing to do. You know where you're not. You're not waiting around for someone to come and make it for you. You know, for, you want a you want a presentation, then go make your own thing to a certain to a certain level. Of course, right. not you know it's not gonna be full full blown the whole time. Totally. But uh, <clears throat> that's what I admire about, about about filmmakers like that. You know that, and I'm not saying this because I I I've noticed it so much, but I did notice when uh, one of the Wayne brothers said that he goes, "You like we can wait around for someone to write for us, or we can write our own stuff and just go make it." Right. You know, and luckily they're in a position where they can do it. Right. You know what I mean? They can. Rodriguez is now, but he wasn't like that. I mean, we just talked about it a little bit ago. He fucking made a movie for $7,000 and kind of snowballed into where he's at now, where he has his own studio. Right. Mm-hmm. And can do things for, I mean, Robert Rodriguez has, has worked with so many people in, in, in the Latin community. Like, I don't know who else has done that outside of the Mex- outside of Mexico. You know, and he, and he does work a lot and, and he does take a lot of his work back to his his hometown, and you know, in Texas or wherever he has a studio over there. Yep. Is it, is it just me or is it Robert Rodriguez never was portrayed? Not maybe I'm not using the right word, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Portrayed as 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 a Mexican director, a Mex- It wasn't. It was Robert Rodriguez, as opposed to a lot of these new directors. And I'm not saying they don't have any credibility. Obviously, they fucking know what they're doing. But it almost seems like that's also an extra stamp. And again, I'm 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 proud of him, but I'm saying there's that extra stamp, and he's Mexican. Well, Robert Rodriguez, to be honest, when I heard about him, even though it was obvious to me that he was Latinos one way or another, it didn't fucking, I didn't care. I cared about him directing a $7,000 fucking movie. And from there on, I didn't see him as anything other than a a good director or our own producer too. But uh, it almost seems like sometimes now we are pushing and he's Mexican. Well, I think we push it because that's those, and that's again, the other people talking. It's not... As Latino saying, there's Alfonso Cuaron, the Mexican director. Right. Okay. It's, it's it's the Academy saying, you know, Mexican director Alfonso Cuaron. You're right. Or yeah. Whatever. The it is. sprinkling. It's, yeah. Going it's back sprinkling. to the sprinkling. <laughs> it's reminding you, it's not just white people. You know, it's right. We're sprinkling, you know, Denzel Washington in here, and, right. or whoever. You know, it's like, and really, when was the last time Robert Rodriguez went to the Oscars? I'm just saying. I don't even know if he went. Yeah. I don't think he I, ever won. I don't won. think he even cares, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Does he need it? Well, like you said, even the Wayne Brothers. I, I mean, whenever have you seen a slapstick yeah. fucking sh- funny movie, right. no. anything. And again, do you? Do you? I don't feel that they need to. That they that they, they necessarily feel like oh it, that it's helped or not helped their careers. You know what I mean? Right. Because he's doing what he wants to do, and he's doing the kind of movies that he wants to do. Absolutely. And if I mean, how much? How fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, back to the movie, guys. I know we kind of went a little tangent on on. Um, a little. No, I'm just kidding. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. The movie's uh basically about a about a girl, like you said, who is living under the shadow of her mom. She has the the boyfriend that does like her, even though the rest of the town kind of you know isolates her, doesn't want her around. And then you have the the shop owner like who likes her, who really likes her. Yeah, he's in love with her. He's in love yeah. with her, but because he can't have her, he's a dick to her. Right. Yeah, but that's that's been said and done in so many movies. I mean, but how, look how old this movie is. This is one of the first ones. <laughs> yeah, oh, there movie. you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. I take that back. This to is... the point that he's kind of fucking let her die before he gives her the medicine that yeah. she needs. You know, totally. so so. But he didn't love her then. It was just more infatuation because someone you really love, you don't. It was fucking... more obsession. Yeah. yeah, he was just obsessed with her. But again, the painter, Pride. the painter was too. The yeah. painter was obsessed. I mean, to pay yeah, her pride. money. Well, wasn't that pretty fucked up though? 
That how was she her, died. Well, that too. <laughs> that one, obviously. How they kill the pig? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh the pig oh my god uh, hey you're gonna start crying stop about the pig no when was, the fact <laughs> oh correct me if i'm wrong here because i think uh just to make sure i got it they he painted even though we didn't see it he painted her face right yes and they put a body of another of person. another person okay got it so i was right yeah right. that's fucked yeah, so up it was one of his assistants who said you know finish this painting with my body and so he did and so but when the other the townsperson saw that building or the, right. the picture the painting she was like i recognize the face yeah and she was bringing shame to the town totally which mother god what a overreaction from a mob oh yeah yeah but then again this is a fucking very right. religious fucking and, you think they were like, backward town dude i mean that's what it was i mean <laughs> totally you, you think they were chasing fucking frankenstein fool <laughs> That's what it was, though. That, that's what it was, sir. And, and almost, it's almost kind of like Frankenstein, where it's like she's a monster, and that there were actually torches at the end of the movie. And right, all the I villagers. Saying, like, all the villagers were, <laughs> I was just waiting for Shrek to come out and fucking scream at them. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah, it's and it's really sad because it's fucking tragic. You, I'm you sorry. Realize there are still people that think that way nowadays. This right. is bullshit. But even though this is a movie made like a zillion years ago, I'm really bad right. at math. It's still you can still relate to it nowadays. Can right. I can I say something though? The one thing that bothered me, and I don't know why it did, is when the when it, it, and she dies towards the end of the obviously right the the, the final she she's dead. He, she takes her with her. She's dead. And then you hear the fucking music with the the end. It wasn't happy, but it was triumphant. It was like why do you put a try listen to it? Oh, it's like. She died, motherfucker. Don't, that's don't rejoice. She's in heaven. This was not a happy ending. Right? Well, there, a lot of movies end like that. They, okay. That one <laughs> bothered me for when I was like, I'm still feeling for her. Like, yeah. they fucking kill. I'm mad and sad. Like, these motherfuckers. Yeah. And then, dun, 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 we killed her. That's how I saw the, the, the fucking score. The, vi the village wins. They rejoiced. Know, bad people win. Well, um, I was waiting for him to really go back sad. and shoot him up. Like, hire Arnold. And uh, that's part two. That's the sequel. <laughs> before all that her 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 boyfriend goes to jail yes yeah what's up with that he, well he he steals the medicine and the wedding dress the wedding dress and um and just breaking and entering well the, well the other the store owner he adds that <laughs> he's, he the stole money. 100 pesos which 100 pesos nowadays is like five dollars yeah Four dollars. So, and how did he break the fucking door? With his, he had a, a small dagger type of thing, and he broke the window. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I no, missed that. But no, the door. Oh, the, the door at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the he, people so he's that, Superman. Well, he blew it up. Here's, I think for that, you your imagination definitely has to go as an audience member. No you're shit. Like, That's got to be love. <laughs> Coming, That's, seeping through his fucking body and just breaking the fucking door yeah. of a prison. Like it, they called him. What did they call it in the movie? It's a a uh, prison. <laughs> pero no le decían como cala, calabozo. Un calabozo le decían. Okay. Uh, not, even, not even like a cell. It was a calabozo, which I don't even know what that means. It just sounds like very heavy bars <laughs> <laughs> that he shouldn't able to fucking break out. Calabozo. Well, I didn't like, and also I noticed that when the the fucking uh, security guard kept hitting him with a gun on his on his on his hands on his fist or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. on his knuckles, and I was like, damn, the editing was awful. But so I know, I know, we shouldn't be criticized. The Man, editing was fucking on. horrible. Yeah. It's, it's a one to get beat for real. It's terrible. It's so bad because and you no, can no. tell it's fake blood. Yeah, and there's no cuts. Hey, cutting is like a tap. Cutting yeah. from coming from the editing world. Yeah, it just oh. seemed like wow. <laughs> I like how my cousin looks at me. <laughs> Shut like, the oh, fuck. Yeah? <laughs> the only reason show I hear to edit is because you're cheap. <laughs> show, show them. Show them. No, no. Let them know why they fucked up. All I'm saying <laughs> is, all I'm saying is, it just, I just, it just seemed bad timing, like. 
Like you could tell they did this. Action. Yeah, it was super slow. Action. Yeah. Right. You know. But again, that's I understand. You know, it was more for dramatic purposes, maybe. Right. Like, mira, you know, de verdad no estamos madreando. We'll do it in slow, <laughs> para que veas, yeah. so you don't miss it. I almost <laughs> wish they would have made it, added something in, in post yeah. where it was like a little bit slow motion, yeah. so, dude, so the audience didn't have to see like. Or maybe from planned. the back of him, you know. Yeah, dude, and, and it looked like the ketchup was already there. It was ketchup. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Does ketchup exist? Like I'm not right? like I'm not trying to dick them on the boot. I'm just saying I'm looking at it more in a technical aspect. Right. And and, and you're right. Maybe I shouldn't because they're probably like well, waking up in their grave and going, motherfucker, this is like that's why a lot of these movies die because coming from critics, this industry. Critics like assholes to, like me? Yeah, well we get to We're like, jaded like a motherfucker. We're totally jaded. We get yeah. to understand a, a different part of this. And uh like for me, whenever I look at movies, I'm like, and the actors are walking, but they're only getting like a mid shot of the actor. Yeah. Right. I'm like <sighs> Are they roller skin? No, I'm like, <laughs> there's totally wires under there. Like, yeah. there's wires running all over the side, and I'm like, uh, you, you just can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that like, what you experienced? You experienced, right? You're like, uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I would have been like, ah, uh, I would have cut two frames off that. Or when they mic you nowadays at yeah. uh, like on a set, and you're like, don't you have a boom? Oh no, we have mics now. We're gonna mic you. Oh, like, they lob uh, you and they hide it and shit. Yeah, they just hide it. And I'm right. like, but I want a boom. What happens yeah. with booms? Be, yeah. be professional. <laughs> So this guy goes to jail. He comes out. Uh, the painter, you know, uh, he fucks up by doing the body because you know he gets her in trouble with the with the with the, with the freaking crowd. There's a scene in the movie where she's on the boat and she gets bit by a bug, and we know we we already know that's what makes her sick. Mosquito. Because they right. really foreshadow it, not foreshadow, but they really laid it down. Like they make it the they make it when the doctors show up. Remember, right. remember right. the bug bites, and you see her get a bug bite. She kind of goes like this, like whatever. Even though she's been bent for so many years in the fucking, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first mosquito. And then the guy, you know, he's he's rowing the boat above her, and he's just looking at her. He gives they give this long look at her, at him looking at her, <laughs> after she gets bit, like he knows. Yeah. Wow. And it's kind of like uh, again, it's a setup. It's like yeah. it's all set up. But these setups are like kind of obvious. The old school setups. Yeah. Like, from back in the day, it's like let me write. I mean the. Again, going back to the director wrote this on 13 pieces of napkins. Right. Like, this isn't like he wrote a freaking screenplay. I mean, I'm sure that came later with, because he used to work with the same writer. Right. But, um, but the initial story was on napkins. So it's right. like, how much, how much, you know. It was definitely stretched out because you could really, that movie, you can really shorten it up with a, and a little, 30 minute special after school, <laughs> edit, an after school special yeah. with a little editing. Because, you know, totally. even, even when he's like, He's like, I'm gonna go to the the town or whatever. He goes grabs his fucking basket. He walks oh fucking back. He's fucking filling it up. And I'm <laughs> like, guy. Jesus. Christ. He went to the ATM, gets some money. She's like, I want to go too. <laughs> the girl's like, I want to go too. And he argues, No, you can't go. Come on, I don't want to sell myself. Fine. She goes get her fucking basket. She comes back. And then she starts filling it with yeah. fucking flowers. And and then finally we get a dissolve. <laughs> and those are the original dissolves guys and I'm like, you gotta get a classic I'm surprised we they had to melt two filmsters too that's in order to get rid of <laughs> I'm surprised chemically we, I'm surprised we didn't walk the whole fucking trip to the fucking you know center where they went you know in real time I'm that surprised was, they didn't run out of film floor. that was left on the floor of the editing room imagine dude I mean how much film did they have was film a lot hell of a lot cheaper that they could just like you know <laughs> just keep going all these chemicals so again, at the end, they have again, these, I told you who's gonna say again. They have the they have these uh these people with the stones and they stone. Wow, that was pretty harsh, huh? Like a stoning. They yeah. stoned her. And that's again, that's that's fucking really. Was guys. that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Even at that time, 
Well, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, this wasn't 1940. This was 1909. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a real thing. And the, the revolution was happening at the time as well. The Mexican revolution was happening at the time. So it's like people were super, super conservative. And the ones that weren't were getting stoned. Uh, but the last time I checked, the Bible was already made at the time. And there's a sign with Magdalena, the prostitute from with Jesus Christ time, how she was going to get stoned. And he said, cast right. the first stone whoever's fucking free of sin. Uh, didn't the... Those people read. They were Catholic, right? Totally. Yet they yeah. totally ignore that part, that passage, or that that scripture. They're like, right. ah, no, 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 she's a whore. And again, think not that something. one lady. I know, not that one lady. But some. Yo, me reí de ella. Yeah, I was doing the same thing <laughs> earlier. <laughs> she's <laughs> fucking crying, she's like, like, no, padrecito. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that, oh, that, that's what I thought he said. <laughs> no, dude, it was like seriously, like some of the dialogue is pretty funny but it's so truthful it's so like deep and honest at the same time yeah. because right. it's not it's not Shakespeare but it's also like so honest in its, in its own way and how it was written right. for the for these yeah. characters yeah but you know the only part I didn't there were some part, points in the movie where I didn't buy Pedro Mendaris being an indigenous only because I've seen him in movies being a tough guy right or being the he, always heroic so there's a part when his boss is at the I guess inside the, the store wherever he runs and he pretty much said, I don't fucking like you because, you know, I like her. But he was like, he kept asking him, Senor, you know, what, I don't know, I forgot exactly what he said, but he was like kind of telling him, like, like Senor, like, hello, hello. Right. And he ignored him. And then he walked away and he's like, I fucking hate this guy. I couldn't see Pedro Hernandez being an indigenous. I saw him, like, I'm waiting for him to, like, like him getting pissed off. Right, totally. Like, Motherfucker, you're not going to, no, but he never yeah, did. He's, he's such I a see him. statue of a person, which is why you, you can't buy it. But at the same time, it's like, he was a leading man, so he was another. Was he cast correctly? Like right, you know, that, that just, I, I thought he was fine. <laughs> oh, so you don't believe her casted, but, but you believe it? No, I'm the only reason I bring it up. I'm not yeah. saying that it's not believable. It's because I my impression of him of other movies, he was the tough guy, dude. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I, so that's fresh in my head. Right. All right, guys. So this was uh, Maria Candelaria. Did I say that right? Sochimilco. <laughs> in parentheses. Oh ah, well, that was the original title. Sochimilco was the original title. Was that was the title? The original title. That's why it's Maria Candelaria, mm -hmm. and then in parentheses is Xochimilco, so that people yeah. know that's the original. So Maria Candelaria, say it right, Candelaria. <laughs> so Maria Candelaria means Xochimilco? No, no. That Xochimilco was a, the, the original working title. Oh, he I just see. added it because uh, I'm assuming Xochimilco is a name. It was the original name of the film uh, of the film of the story in the film. Yeah. So that would have been the name of that would have been her name. That would have been just the name of the film. That's where the place is at. Oh, okay. They're in Xochimilco. Xochimilco. Yeah. Because Maria, oh no, I guess Maria would be. Maria would, would be an indigenous name, huh? Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's right. I check. Yeah. No, no, I'm just asking. No, no I'm I, just, I, because of I'm the, saying last, last time I checked, there wasn't indigenous. I came from indigenous uh, Mexico, part of Mexico. It wasn't Spaniard, Mestizo, or anything like that. Right. From Mexico, fool. All right, right, fool. Fuck. Put your flag from down. The I got people. two. Flag away, fool. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, put your flag away. So that was the movie Maria Candelaria, which we got to see. Thank you very much, Robert, for uh I have never I probably would have not seen it have you not, you know, recommended it. Um if nothing else, it was really a, a, a learning experience as far as like old cinema. Like I said, it wasn't an, it wasn't like a bad story or anything like that. Um to me it was just very, very long. So to me it'd be hard for me to say that I would watch it again. Right. Because of the how I would have to forward a lot of it. <laughs> Totally. You know, right. but but like I said, the acting, you know, it's it's solid. Um, and I, I really like that whole per perspective that like we were talking about how it does seem like it's a it's a new art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you really see that kind of being uh, birthed. 
If, is that a word? Birthed. Birth. <laughs> Birth. Birthed. In in those early in those early kind of kind of films, you know. Yeah. Vic, any last words? Yeah, I mean, I I, actually, I ain't gonna lie, I did enjoy it, cool. but I probably wouldn't see it again only because I'm so accustomed to fast paced world of right. the way movies are done, even the Spanish ones. So, but I did enjoy it. I actually learned a lot right now, what you just told me. And I do, there is actually, there is certain movies that I do enjoy. Uh, like I said, I've seen Pedro Ramendari movies. I've seen Jorge Negrete, Pedro Infante. All those movies, Cantinflas, all that. I do enjoy them. But <laughs> this probably wouldn't have been one because this was more considered like a drama, drama right? Obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm more used to the- It's a comedy, fool. More of the comedy right. side. Some so. comedy relief to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was good. It was good yeah, stuff. I think this is kind of like pre-Golden Age. No, it was or is it right age. in the golden age? Definitely golden age. Really? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like again, I really just want it to showcase something that isn't really talked about. I, at least this movie isn't really because right. a lot of the El Indio Fernandez's work is showcased. This is considered one of his best because it won the award, the first Mexican, uh, because it was one of the first Mexican films to be awarded uh, at, at Cannes. Um, so I thought it was great, and also when you know, especially for us that live in LA we don't really think about why some of these names are on the streets, like on the stars. Like you, we've seen Dolores del Rio as a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You've seen Pedro Armendariz. Mm-hmm. You've seen, you know, these Hollywood or the, these Hollywood stars have Latino names. You have to know why they are there. Right. And this right. is why. And, and again, history doesn't hurt anybody. The more you know, the better. So that when, if you are a, uh, a filmmaker and you are Latino and you are walking on Hollywood Boulevard and you do notice a name and it's a Latino name, I will challenge you to look it up if you don't know who that is right. because you will learn so much. And again, this happened to me because I know El Indio Fernandez and I like his work. I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know a lot about Dolores del Rio. And when I went to Hollywood Boulevard just recently, a few months ago, although I grew up watching her films, but I didn't know the, grand, the grandeur of her. But I, when I went to Hollywood... There are there's a monument of four women at the peak of Hollywood Boulevard in La Brea, mm-hmm. and it's like statues, and it's four women that represent a part of Hollywood. One is Mae West, I believe. Yes. Uh, one is Dolores del Rio, which is her, and then two other ones, I believe, and they, they represent again. They represent something in Hollywood, um, and so the fact that Dolores del Rio is there means something. Right. So you know, again, I challenge you to go out there and, and know about your roots. You know, know about your roots. And then the other one is that El Indio Fernandez, this is a story I told both of you, you know, a few weeks back, is that El Indio Fernandez is, was the model of what we know now as the Oscar. They used his body. Oh, that's right. They that's used right. his body to model the Oscar after. And now, you know, like I said, I, I feel like every time I see the Oscars, I see somebody take a little Mexican man home uh, when, they, <laughs> when they win it. Right. Um, wow. So, again, it's like it's these, these things that we, we – um, get to know while we're doing all this research and watching all these movies uh, that um, and in their time were great and for what they are they're still great you know what I mean uh, but yeah I mean I totally agree I mean being a millennial myself I'm like oh, it's so fucking slow mm-hmm. but there's also a certain joy of watching a movie like this to me right yeah. that goes beyond nostalgia and goes beyond you know I mean these are movies that again I grew up watching with my dad and my mom and yeah. That's what that means to me too. It's like right. it's family. It's um, it's not just Mexico and it's not just my roots. Um, it's family. Right. Yeah. You tend to uh, you tend to appreciate, and and like I said, unfortunately, sometimes we need to get some sort of explanation of why this movie could be good. And then we watch it ourselves. Like then, then you appreciate it more. You're like, oh, this is a good, totally. good movie that you should you know we should watch, and be part of our history because as being a uh, Mexicanos, Latinos. Right. Totally. 
<clears throat> well, Robert, thank you very much for being here today. Uh, definitely, this episode's been really super cool. It does leave us with a sense of pride. It does. And like, like historical value to what we were talking about. You know, I could see the value in it. That sense of pride that it leaves us, you know, with like things like, man, there's so much people behind us who work so hard to get to where in these uh, positions now, thanks to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being there and sharing this with us. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, Rob, I would love to have you back. I would love to come back. And honestly, I really, I do appreciate that you guys came into this with an open mind and open heart. I know it was a, it was kind of a tough movie to choose, um, but I, I knew I wanted to choose something right. like this. I didn't know what it was until I, I went to Hollywood a few weeks ago and I was like, wow, when I saw her, I was like, this, this is a movie. I want to choose a movie with her. Um, and uh, I think if you invite me back, I will have another movie just like this so we can Great. And it's funny. It's great because this is different, a little different for what we usually do. Not that we have a, a strict rule of a type of movies, but it's kind of nice. It's refreshing. Go movies are movies. Totally. Yes, exactly. Movies are movies, you know, and I mean, there's foreign films in any, you know, and again, your, your, fan base, language. your fan base is, is so huge that I think that uh, there are Latino boys out there who will listen to this and who will enjoy this episode and uh, will learn something, which is great. Yeah, that's, a, that's the important part of taking away from it. This, this little, little history bits that you told me, like I wasn't aware of. Uh, that's really cool stuff. So, uh, guys, uh, Victor, again, thank you very much. Everybody out there, thank you so much. Uh, just to let everybody know, again, we do have the Facebook page if you guys want to be a part of the conversation. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Also, if you want to support the show, we do have the listener support page and homepage where you guys can, uh, there's a couple options out there where you guys can donate to the show. Feel free to check that out. And we'll see you guys next time. We're out. Nos vemos.